0: <laughs> this is a cool uh mic and mic stand, man. Yeah,
1: very cool. You know, it's kind of funny. I went to. um I was very fortunate to mm-hmm. like have all this. Like, yeah, they uh, don't even charge me for this room. Oh, or, I mean, can. I don't. Or I think I said that right. You know right, I mean? right. Like, so my boss is a younger guy, and he just wants to do like a Gary v type thing. Oh, cool. Like, okay. He wants to come in. You know, and do tell people how to get rich and shit. Uh, and I'm like, see. cool. Well, I, and you know. It was cool. I was very fortunate. And um, the only thing I really had to pay for, because I went to him, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, invest in my podcast company. Mm-hmm. I need a new computer. I need all this stuff. There hit. you go. I went to um, Best Buy and just priced it. I was like, 2500 bucks. Okay. Okay. And, I, and even that, I was like, oh, that's okay, not the out of the world. You know? Right. It's like brand new shit. Right. And he's like, dude, I can get that stuff for like no dollars. Really? Yeah. I'm like, come on, Gary. You don't really know. You don't really know, though. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, you can get this. You can use this computer. And he's just like, cut the shit. He's like, go take this stuff out of this room and use it. He's like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah, And like some time goes by. And then I remember it was a Wednesday and he was here extra early, which he's usually not here. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, right. one of these days. What is he right. doing here? Right. You know? <laughs> and I walk in and he's sitting there and just, I'm like, oh, great. You know? And then he's like, "Hey, I gotta talk to you about something." I'm like, "Oh, I knew it!" You uh, know right, what I mean? Right. So weird. And I'm like, "I knew it, right?" Right. And he's like, he takes me out of the room, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, thinking, I'm like, "What did I do?" I'm like, yeah. He's like, "Hey, when are you gonna do the podcast room?" I'm like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, man. Um, just do it." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Take a ro- take a room, and that's it." And I was like, "Boom, cool." And there you go. That's what he wanted to do. Oh, That's dope,
0: man. This is really
1: nice. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was like. Yeah, it's the thing to kind of just spark everything else. Yeah. Oh, but I was saying about the equipment, sorry, but uh, Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate to get everything. I went there to, uh, what is it called, Guitar Center. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm excited. I'm going to go ahead and just buy all this gear. Right, right. And, um, you know, I had some money saved away, and Mm -hmm. I went in there, and I felt like a cool dude. And I was like, I'll take this. I'll take that. okay. And then, like, the only thing is, like, the lady that was helping me literally was just like, is that it? Oh wow! She, <laughs> she wasn't impressed at she all. She was huh? not impressed by She's my like, performance. So what? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I was like, in the scheme of things, I was like, I only spent not only to me it was like four hundred bucks. Yeah, that's so a I lot was of money. like, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. And but like to her, like it was just like, dude, like yeah. So what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was just kind mm-hmm. of funny, interesting, but like uh, very fortunate to be able to. Have all this stuff here?
0: No, this is amazing, man. This
1: is That's really your water amazing. too. That's mine. Thank yeah. you. Oh, look at this! Luxury. Brought to you by Life Water. Look at that. Yeah, I know it's uh, the best water. Very I think. cool. Very cool. Do you do you eat that gum a lot? Yeah, I do. I do don't you know Do you ever why. get help palpitations and think you're No, not okay. yet. Not okay, yet. Cool. No, Thank not
0: okay. yet. That's probably coming in the next No, no, few no, no, no. Because no, so. I
1: love that gum for uh-huh. a little bit. Is that the side effect? I don't know. I just okay. uh, maybe i was you just, felt some? Yeah. Okay. Like two times, but both times I was riding my bike.
0: Okay. So like, Okay, and using methamphetamine.
1: Yeah, you know, I was dabbling. <laughs> I wouldn't say you it's okay, just, I see, I see. just- Yeah. You know, no, I got you. Hung out with. But um geez Louise. But uh, let's see, where do I start with uh, this next guest here? And I would say I would start at the beginning, of course. Let me lay the scene. It's 2005, me making my way through life. You know, I was fairly familiar with the uh, upcoming sport and promotion, the UFC. I dated a girl whose older brother showed me the fight. I was familiar, okay? But 2005, as people may or may not know, was the rumbling of the beginning uh you know yeah the, the 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 launch of it and then when i started hearing the rumblings and the myths around pshs high school they started to trickle in i know someone that does that <laughs> did you know that there's a pro fighter that goes here <laughs> did you, he actually went to thailand and if he fights someone he don't he'll go to jail so it's that serious Wow, that sounds amazing. Needless to say, my interest was (laughs) piqued. Where is this mythical man walking around the freaking halls of PSHS? Go Cougars. (laughs) That creature is my next guest. And I'm going to be honest about this next next guy. I'm going to be honest. This is serious. He's an okay guy. Mm -hmm. All I can see is what I see is online. But all jokes aside, uh, this gentleman promotes, this is serious, nothing but like family. But with a cool historical significance, which we'll get into for sure. Um, this is important. The reverence he shows his parents is, you know, is something out of a movie. That's, a, that's the only way I can put it, and that's kind of lame, but like, it's something we'll definitely go into too. Um, obviously, I touched on this. He is a devoted full-time professional martial artist from at least 2005. I'm sure longer. I'm sure we'll get into the katas. I hope so. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. Yeah. Um, While simultaneously simultaneously running a flourishing business in the Naperville area, which gives off more than a sense of community and confidence. And we'll get into that too. The people that, the reviews are raving. And I'm not just talking about like, I haven't ever looked at any reviews, but just either way. Uh, Not to mention this guy right here gives time uh, to give back to the community. Shout out God's Gorillas. And uh, I felt like, this is probably going to be the, one of the best conversations of all time.
0: Oh, okay. That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah, I okay. know. Yeah. Let's and, go. and
1: today's Sunday, October 27th. We're getting into that and much, much more. You think that's it? You think that's it? And now, it's time. Introducing the champion. Fighting out of the red corner. He is a striker jujitsu jitsu fighter. Standing probably like five, eight, or nine, or ten. Oh, you're giving me way too much credit. Right in there, <laughs> weighing in around 145 pounds. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Fighting out of Naperville, Illinois, mm-hmm. roughly. Yep. My guest for the Maybe Matthew podcast, owner-operator of the Phoenix State. Sports Empire, shit. <laughs> you got it, you got Rami, it. Rami, the Giant, Daoud. <laughs> Damn.
0: What's going on, man? Pleasure to be here, man. Pleasure yeah. to be here. Thank you for coming in. Wow, that's a lot of hype. I got to live up to this now. I got to make up some cool stuff for to talk about. No, here. yeah,
1: I got. Uh, we got it mapped out here. Okay, okay, okay. Man, that was a good time. Jeez. Well, like I said, th- thanks for coming in, obviously. My
0: pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is a really cool show. You've done a great job. I checked you out on Spotify, and yes. that's how you know somebody's taking their podcast seriously when you could actually find it on Spotify. You know, when they're actually taking the time to upload it to, all the, to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, and you're doing that. So this is something you take seriously. No I appreciate
1: you that. noticing that. Of course. And that is true. I mean, you got you to gotta give it to the people. You of gotta, course. You got to make it accessible to uh-huh. them. Uh-huh um so let's get into it let's get into go it. go cougars pshs shinobi that's right. mma that's right but before rami the giant mm-hmm. let's talk about you know like rami the smaller giant okay the, Okay. The, the kid uh growing up mm-hmm. did you um mainly grow up loving joliet joliet like full-time or did just growing in joliet made you love it full-time or Ooh. where were you good
0: question so We moved to, I moved to the Plainfield-Joliet area in 2001. Before that, we were in Lombard, Illinois.
1: You came right at the boom, basically. I came right at the boom. Me too.
0: Right when that Panera was about to go up on Caten Farm 59. One of my
1: first jobs, actually. There you go.
0: I remember being excited, like, oh, there's a coffee shop that I could ride my bike to. Yep. So, yeah, right around there, and uh, it was a completely different experience. I'd never seen farms. I'd never seen cornfields. You said
1: Lombard? Lombard. Okay. Yeah. So it was
0: like a little busier summer. It's not like I moved from, you know, Manhattan. They have a
1: chiropractic school there. There you go.
0: So I was coming from the land of chiropractic schools to the land of cornfields. So just a slight cultural difference. And uh, yeah, it took me a long time. I appreciate it now looking back, but at the time it was really challenging to move Culture shock almost. Culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of diversity there. Uh, That's for sure To say the least And now it's growing When I go back My parents still live there When I visit them I see. It's a lot more diverse. There's a lot more small businesses, right. cool bars, coming cool restaurants. back, yeah, yeah But yep. when we were there at that time, it, there wasn't too much going on. No, so, not really. Yeah, we had to like create our own adventures basically as kids.
1: Yeah, it was a uh, definitely growing up in closer to the city in Berwyn, and then like going out here to Plainfield was ah, like, yeah, same thing. I was uh-huh. like, I was used to riding my bike a few blocks and right. getting a few blocks, and now right. it was like, I always said the joke like. I have to pack a lunch to go hang out with my friend.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. And it was,
1: you know what, not to put age ourselves out, but it was an age before cell phones. That's
0: true. Right like, before, yeah. Like, my, fir-
1: my first friend, I had to ride my bike from Caton Farm in Renwick up to, he lived in, uh, what is that, Wedgewood over there. Okay, yeah. And But, like, Pebble Beach. I didn't know. Yep. He, like, rode out the directions. Wow. So, like, I lo- I didn't know, so I, w- I had to ride my bike to the Walgreens, and I called him off a payphone and I was like, dude. <laughs> Can you just like meet me at the golf course? Right. And then he was like, met me there, and I was like, dude, there's no way I was gonna find your house. Oh my god! But like, that's just like. Yeah, a that's world the area away. We grew
0: up in, man. Yeah, that's right. Map questing directions to our friends' houses, uh, and that came later. Map quest was a luxury when it came out. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, you'd yeah. print it out. Yeah, you'd have to have a <laughs> printer right. and print it uh-huh. out. Exactly. And if then you make like, one wrong turn, you're you're messed up. And that's you know it was it.
1: like awesome. Then like even now, it's like you would still have like that guy, like they're gonna take you the wrong way. Do mm-hmm. you yep. know what? Uh-huh. Don't trust
0: them. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. Yes. yes. Yeah. Still to this day, there's people that think that GPS is like a conspiracy that's yeah. you know working against you to get I like GPS's. Me too. I'm too reliant on it now because when let's say my phone dies I'm like What or am I, I going to do? How do I get home? How do I survive? You know, so maybe I'm a little bit too reliant on that type yeah. of
1: technology. One now. time I uh, it's this is like a reason not to have it. Mm-hmm. I clicked. I'm like a weird person. Mm-hmm. So I, I like know. held down my Siri mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, take me to Oxable uh, Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure. And I was like, yeah, just click two buttons. And next thing you know, I'm driving there. Right. And next thing you know, I'm at like Oxable Cemetery in the middle of the day. I'm like, what the right. fuck am I doing bodies here? And Yeah, stuff. I'm like, yeah. why am I even here? <laughs> like, are you looking to get possessed? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I was like, it was one of those things, like, maybe you should like not like be this accessible to mm-hmm. every idea. Right, right, right. But either way, that. segues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you, you make your way out to Plainfield mm-hmm. um, in Lombard, were you doing martial arts before that? Or, like, what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a good
0: question. Um, so my mom was the one that pushed me to do martial arts. Cool. I started when I was four. I started with Taekwondo. And my mom had to convince the instructor because it was supposed to be ages like five or six and above. And sure. I was four. Okay. But I was so enthusiastic. She talked to the instructor. She's like, yeah. please, my son really wants to learn. Like, sure. he, he loves martial arts. So I was the He's youngest the kid in class. the hell out of everything. Yeah, you know, just at home thinking I'm a Power Ranger. Sure. I was really influenced by cartoons. Nice. And I loved, like, the X-Men. I love Power Rangers. Anything to do with, like... Hand-to-hand
1: combat. Yeah, I loved yeah. it since I was a kid. Spider-Man cartoon.
0: All of it. Yep. All of it. Cyclops was my favorite X-Men. Nice. Leonardo cool. was my favorite. Nice. I'm a the leader, leaders. so I always liked the leaders, the leaders right? Yeah. I didn't know anything about a astrology. A lot of people wouldn't lead. say Cyclops. That's cool. See, he was my all-time favorite. Yeah. I liked the leaders. I yeah. was drawn to that because I didn't cool. have that confidence yet when cool. I was a kid. Cool. So cartoons are cool. They really are. They yeah. inspired me a yeah. lot. You know, Without cartoons and video games, I probably wouldn't have got into martial arts the way i did because really that's i'm a awesome. nerd at heart not sure. an athlete or a jock you know what i mean sure, that sure. came later yeah. not that i'm a, a jock but an athlete yeah at yeah, least. yeah i'm definitely a nerd first and foremost of course and that's my my approach to martial arts was always a nerdy approach i loved reading the history i loved finding out the the history of each martial art even right. ones i didn't train in right i just have i have more actual knowledge of martial arts than I actually can apply myself physically knowing and I able love. knowing yeah, and able exactly right yep. exactly so yeah i got into taekwondo and then uh, we got into Shotokan karate, which is a Japanese hard style of karate,
1: like kind of like um, the Dutch style.
0: Like you know who does Shotokan? Lyoto Machida from the oh, UFC. Oh, That's yeah, his yeah, background. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So cool. it's very much like that in and out footwork, yeah, yeah. Boom, timing, boom, boom. catching people coming in. Yeah, a lot of sparring. And as a kid, I didn't appreciate it much because it didn't have any board breaking. We didn't do, like, jumping kicks. It was actually a more realistic style of karate, which helped me when I became a fighter. Sure. But when you're influenced by cartoons, you want to do, like, the jumping spin kicks. I want to break bricks. So I was like, okay, I did it once a week or so, but I wasn't... In love with it until later on in life. Cool. Yeah. So I always loved martial arts. So even since childhood, I was doing martial arts.
1: Nice. Because that was one of the questions. Like, I wonder how you got into it. My mom knew that I would be picked on, and she was right.
0: Huh. Because you know they knew my. She just had an idea. She's sure. like, "Okay, we have a son named Rami who's growing up in the in the states. Who sure. You know, it's from a different culture. His parents have an accent. We're in yeah. the suburbs. Yeah. He's small. Both my this parents is are before small. internet too. Like yes. a
1: lot yeah, things were I mean, just weirder than absolutely. So she yeah. wanted
0: me to be able to stand up for myself against yeah. bullies. So she put me in martial arts. She pushed it. My dad was like, Are you sure? She was the one that was adamant about it. And that's, to her credit, you know, changed the course of my life. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And then um so yeah, you're gaming. You're uh, rocking around. You had this mm-hmm. cool curly hair, I think. hmm Yep. Um, and then, you know, one thing I noticed, and I'm glad I went back and, like, thought about this, mm-hmm. is your... Uh, when did the hip-hop come into your life? Mm, good question. Yeah. Because so- you are, like... I mean, I don't want to sound, like, corny, but, like, a... Like- I don't want to say hip hop head. That sounds kinda of fucking
0: dumb. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, but I, like, I love hip hop like, yeah Yeah, I'm yeah. an enthusiast. Enthusiast more yeah. than
1: someone that just listens to it, it seems No, like.
0: no, I appreciate it. You know why? It was a natural progression because I always loved storytelling. Right. Like when I was a child I would always read the Greek mythologies. Nice. I would read a lot about King Arthur, and nice. I would go deep like yeah. into Lancelot and his story and yeah. uh, Queen Guinevere and this thing. And Knights at the how, Round Table. All of it. I would yeah. go so deep into Greek and Roman mythology. I yeah. just loved stories That's and awesome. storytelling. That's awesome. yeah. And I found hip hop to be my favorite musical genre because of the storytelling nature. The it. lyricist. Yes, that's, that's what I
1: put. I was like, it seems like you might be a lyricist. That's I love that. I yeah. really love that.
0: I remember like a Nas. Yes, Nas. See, Nas is my favorite. Of I kind of thought. See, yep. there you go. So you, you know me well, man. That, yeah. So I love that. I love that storytelling. I love that introspection. I love that uh, self analysis. I yeah. love that side of hip hop. Yeah. And uh, it makes me think and it's a it's a great escape, you know, like great storytellers like Slick Rick, Ghostface Killer, Nas. Uh, these people will really put you in a different world and and you they know, paint the picture. They paint the picture. Yeah. Right. So it's just beautiful, very artistic. And like I said, I think the best genre for storytelling, musical genre is hip hop because it's essentially poetry with a beat. right? Yeah. So you yeah. can tell amazing people incredible mainly,
1: stories. you know, don't listen to hip hop for the snare. Right, right, you know, I right. Mean, yeah, I mean, beats uh-huh. are cool, and right, some people, right. some beats slap harder course, than others. Of but of course, of course, it's the absolutely. message usually. That's what I love. That's yeah. when you
0: really love hip hop, and you appreciate it. You will appreciate, of course, the production is incredible. Of course. But the lyricism and the storytelling is really what drew me to
1: hip Was there, if you can recall, like mm-hmm. a CD or a record that, like, I remember you first kind of like grasped onto in a way.
0: Remember when we, of course, you remember when. Downloading music via like Kazaa yeah.
1: was big, yeah. so
0: I'd always yeah. just look for. It's
1: so funny. I was writing like, one of the questions was like, uh-huh. what are some of the things you downloaded? Oh, that's see, we yeah. got right into it. Yeah, I almost didn't. Like, <laughs> I was like, ah, they won't get it. No,
0: like, no, you. I. So that was it. Yeah. I remember two songs really stood out. One, uh, everyone had, you know, I said this, but Tupac changes. I remember I never heard lyrics like that in a right. song before. Honest, you know, honest. Uh, talking about his mom. Talking about his mother. Talking mm. about politics. You know, some things uh, will never change. Yep, that's right. About war in the Middle East, about how we always seem to have money for that, but we don't have war Schools. to feed the poor and for schooling. Yeah, and I remember that was mind blowing. Yeah, and also Immortal Technique. Uh, he had this song, "Dance with the Devil." Nice. And I, if it's a really don't listen to it right now. It's traumatizing, but it's a really horrible, tragic story. It's a very long song, and it is one of the most tragic, depressing stories you will ever hear. But that, me, that really led me down a path of, of falling in love with hip-hop and wanting to learn as much as I could about it. Those two songs and those two artists specifically. Nice. And they are revolutionaries. I always had a revolutionary spirit. I always wanted to go against the grain. If somebody told me this is the way to do things, I wanted to find out why I couldn't do the opposite. My whole life has been shaped by me rebelling against all the good advice that I've gotten from you know, parents and authority figures, essentially.
1: I understand that. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone understands that. And I'm sitting here with a, a smile while you say that is because one of the things, I mean, what you just said mm-hmm. can only, not go only hand in hand with who you are, but mm-hmm. like here, we're talking about who you are as a person, correct? Right. Talking about the fabric of who Rami is, and you that can't go hand in hand with basically without saying two words. Free Palestine. That's right. That's right. So 100%. It's like, and like,
0: 100%. What a great segue, man. There you go. Uh, you,
1: that's why I was sitting with a smile because, uh-huh. as I mentioned— You want to navigate correctly, Mm -hmm. and um, the only way to navigate is with truth. I have a sign right behind you. It says, "Don't be cool. Be honest. Trust me." I love that. And it's like sometimes you know you get lost in it, but that's exactly why you are. I mean, not why you are the way you are, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if that's who you are in your DNA, right? You're gonna obviously carry that to other avenues in your life, absolutely. And then, like, one of the questions I was gonna have because I wanted to, you know, stick with like. Growing up first before mm-hmm. it gets everything else, sure. Is growing up in a Palestinian household mm-hmm. while a conflict's going on, mm-hmm. you know, it's much different from anyone else that's not directly connected to it, right? I right. can turn off my TV, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or I cannot watch it, right, or whatever, right? But you know, I can only use my imagination, right? And I don't want to assume, but I, you know, I'm sure it hits home, per, you know. F- f- theoretically not theoretically but both ways you know mm-hmm. personally and you know abroad mm-hmm. so I mean can you touch on that like sure. you know at all please sure
0: yeah. yeah so growing up uh I definitely felt very much like an outsider because I didn't feel like there was any of my peers that could understand um the things that my family and I would go through sure. being where we were from and living right. where we are at so my father, Palestinian. Um, born displaced. So that means when he was born, his parents had already been displaced from their original town. Right. My, my grandpa, which, without getting too deep, because I know we're going to hit that all later, so I guess I'll go more to your specific question, the upbringing. It was very isolated, because I remember I would tell people I was Palestinian, and they would they would say, like I said, I was a terrorist. That's how sure. they would react. People would be like, straight up, some kid, I remember this kid would be like, oh, well, I support Israel. And this kid's like seven years old.
1: And this is like before... 9-11.
0: Yes, before 9-11, it and was like, already not, horrible.
1: Not saying, like, <laughs> giving that any, like... Right, right. You know, no, no, like, I know what you mean, though. I know what you like, mean. You but it,
0: that created a whole new level of paranoia and xenophobia. This was before... The climate was
1: way different after Absolutely, that. absolutely. Yeah. So this was
0: before, and I remember even in, in Lombard one time, I tell this story all the time, so this will give you a quick glimpse of what it was like growing up as a Palestinian. There was this assignment, or this little thing we were doing in class, where everyone... The teacher was talking about how we're all you know from somewhere different sure and so everyone would go up one by one to a map of the world and we'd talk about where we're from yeah. so you know even if you're consider yourself american okay but where i'm your from ireland from, there you go you know yep. i'm my from scotland exactly. my dad. you know whatever so i went to the map and i pointed at palestine i said mm-hmm. i'm from palestine mm-hmm. and the teacher this bitch man she goes a, oh my God, <laughs> she don't goes know, i'll let you finish yep but. she goes you know what she, she says. Oh, um, no, I think you mean Israel. There is no Palestine. Oh my she said this to me while I'm in front of
1: my, my class. My mind's like twitching because the espresso.
0: Can you imagine this feeling? Like I'm a child and yeah. I'm
1: proud to show my classmates yeah. where I'm from. This is your like. This is who I am. This yeah. is my identity. I'm yeah. Waiting for this kind of right. moment I'm to excited. be like, this is what's
0: up. I want to open up this conversation. Sure. I want my classmates to know yeah. where I'm from. I want them to understand me. And she's denying my very existence. And then she goes, do you mean Israel? And I would not. Agree to that. I'm not going to be like, oh, yes, you're right. I'm from Israel. I'm not Israel. I'm Palestinian. My father's Palestinian. Right. So I sat down. I told my parents and my parents told me that from now on to avoid problems just to tell people I was Lebanese because my mom is Lebanese. My mom is born in Lebanon. You
1: know what? That is like a great because I, knowing you, Mm -hmm. I know you would say Lebanon a lot. Yep. Like mainly. Mm -hmm. Not mainly, but like I that like stuck out in my head predominantly. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. So that's I'm a
0: survival like, mechanism to is, avoid this emotional trauma that I experienced many times over. And my parents, knowing that many people are ignorant, right? they knew that to protect myself, which, as crazy
1: as it sounds. No, it's you know? not, though. And it's like one of those things where, you know, you can play it over. That's, li- not li- that's life. Like, you know, if you go back, you'd be like, no, we're going to do it this way. Right. But right. maybe not. They they thought they did. They th- were thinking with their heart, and they wanted to make sure you were like, you know, not catered to, but like taken care of, whatever. And so, protected. they thought it was best. But like, I guess how I feel, even right now, I mean, I don't know if you would agree, but like, mm-hmm. I guess if I was in a similar position and I had kids later, mm-hmm. I would be the fucking complete opposite mm-hmm. of shit. Oh like, yeah, dude. Me too. If anyone ever, I mean, especially mm-hmm. now, like, absolutely. I don't, th- I don't, I can't say how things would be now, but like, mm-hmm. dude. No, we're like, that's not how things are, unfortunately. I I, I can see, I don't know, that's crazy.
0: So their their generation, it's similar with different groups of marginalized and oppressed people. Right. The older generations were the kind of like, turn the other cheek. I mean, of course, there was always groups and... And factions that would fight, that would resist, that would be loud. and right. But a lot of marginalized and oppressed people operate under the just keep your head down, you got to work twice as hard, right. you got to do the, you, you know. No, I didn't want to accept that anymore. I was tired of it. So once right. I reached a certain age, I began doing the opposite. Instead of hiding the fact that I was Palestinian, I began yelling it. At everyone in my life knows I'm Palestinian. Right. You will, there's no way. If you look at my Instagram page, if you look at my Facebook page, if you go anything about me, you will know I'm sure. Palestinian within a minute of meeting me, sure right and yeah. that's because it's a way to kind of rectify hiding it almost it turned into almost shame of being where i'm from i I sure. used to not be proud of where i was from because people associate connotation it the, exactly yeah. it's like saying you're palestinian was like almost like remember in the office when uh oscar says he's mexican and michael's yeah. like oh well is there another word you could use for Mexican? You know, something not as, you know, basically saying like to him, Mexican sounds kind of bad. Yeah, like, derigative. Uh huh. Yeah. Because that's how it is in his mind. Sure, right? like, oh, those Mexicans. Right, yeah. exactly. You know how people yeah. are. They're bigoted and they're prejudiced. Yeah. So, like, even just saying where you're from could be a slur to some people. So, right. saying you're Palestinian, it's like you're sure. challenging the status quo. Like, whoa, what do you mean you're Palestinian? Yeah, like, what do you,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, who are you to say that? Who are you to be that?
1: Yeah, which is. When we go back and forth, how? Who mm-hmm. are you to say? Who are you to say? You of, know? Course, yeah. of course, of right. course. I mean, it's just like I don't. I can't get in that comment like who's and who's and who's mm-hmm. and like. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, obviously, I would uh, like you to attest to a lot more of this. But even doing the amount of research I did, it's just displaced is the mm-hmm. word. I mean, kind right. of you know the word I was thinking is unfair, but that's not quite you know give it gratification or you know justification really, but like we were talking before one of these subjects is or a part of the subjects is 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 not like a ancient civilization war between two no. you know cities really it's only 100 to 100 years old essentially
0: absolutely this is a modern phenomenon there is you know so some of the myths that we got to dispel around Palestine is oh well you know um the Muslims and Jews hate each other and they've been fighting for right. since since the beginning of time. This is silly right. um, Palestine has one of the oldest Jewish communities in the world, right? Palestinians were Jewish before anyone in Europe was Jewish, right. So all most of the people that we see as Jewish today are late converts to Judaism Europeans that used to be Christian used to be the pagan religions They converted to Judaism, right? So they have been Jew- Jewish since the 19th century 18th century Palestinians have been Jewish since Judaism started. I mean, Judaism started in Palestine. Right. Christianity started in Palestine. So to the say Holy that Land. we hate Jewish people when we—this is a product of Palestine. How it, can we hate it? We are Jewish. Exactly. We are Christian. We are Muslim. The three Abrahamic religions are from Palestine. Right. So this is just misinformation that spread to make it seem like it's a hopeless situation and that you shouldn't get involved in it. Don't get involved in this— conflict these two people have been warring for for thousands of years not at all before the state of israel was created 10 percent of palestinians were jewish right how can we hate jewish people that may that's just such an asinine thing even responding to it and giving it that sort of like validation uh, validation right. is, is insulting in a way you know like uh that's how ridiculous and absurd that that notion is
1: and then like i said that that came to a result of basically Uh, A lot of different results. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, I keep referring back to it, like doing a little bit of research is Mm -hmm. a lot of different things led to that. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the 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 Palestinians had a lot of different like sex of people that lived there throughout Mm -hmm. like the whole time. Right. So this, like I said, it not something like new, so to speak. No, no. But. You know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it, I was like I said, I don't know. Being broad, I don't know how to stop the Zionist fucking train. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, because let's I don't. tell
0: our listeners what Zionism is, right? Because I bet a lot of people don't know. Yeah. I what? mean,
1: that thing. Thank you very much. Like, because that's like a huge part of just getting into mm-hmm. understanding where everything is. And if you don't mind, let me just kind of write all these off. Palestine is lo- located in, and it made me think of Lebanon, mm-hmm. the Levant region, mm-hmm. which is like. Western Asia borders Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, and Egypt. I fucking love Egypt so much, and yeah. I love Jordan so much. There we go, Pe- Petra. Petra, I've been there before. What? It's beautiful. Oh, oh my it's incredible. goodness! Incredible. Yeah, I, my parents were just there a couple weeks ago. Actually. Are you kidding? I swear. Oh my goodness! Beautiful. That, that it, 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 I don't know. For me, I would probably choose Giza because mm-hmm. I'm going to climb the top of it. Okay, there yeah, we go. I'm, gonna,
2: I'm with that. Yeah, I would do that. Okay,
1: but for significance wise. Jordan and Petrie was like the craziest because I mean beautiful. oh my goodness I it's don't really even amazing. look it up people but <laughs> uh but the one of the thing about Palestine it's only been occupied from I don't want to be rude I whatever I I don't you know either way uh, by Zionism by from 1948 um, before them there's like the Ottoman Empire forever and mm-hmm. which everything was I mean. british-owned kind of in a way but so that was after the ottoman empire so after world war one right the balfour declaration was
0: written this was in 1917 nice this was uh basically the british controlled the area that the ottomans used to control which included palestine so uh balfour was a british politician wrote a declaration well you already had look at that see you you did your research boo yes horrible <laughs> horrible so the balfour declaration is insane because it gave land o- owned by indigenous palestinians right
1: palestinian to land.
0: a different group of people who do not live there who are from europe right and said okay this is yours it's like your parents home i have nothing to do with it right so imagine if i make a declaration that says matthew Peckus, his parents home is now owned by my aunt and uncle right, right. and i don't discuss this with you at all right and next day they come at your parents house they knock on the door they have guns and they say hey this is our house didn't you hear about the Rami Dawood declaration this is ours right in fact my ancestors were from here maybe I don't know but Possibly, maybe they yeah. could have been right they said <laughs> so yeah get out and then you're like no 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 and then like, oh oh you're not going to get out well we're going to kill you we're going to bulldoze your home with you in it so this so the the biggest one of the other big misconceptions that I'm glad we touched on this subject is that Israel was created after World War II to give Jewish people a homeland because of what happened in the Holocaust. Yeah, That's kind a of, good story. I yeah. mean it makes sense Yeah when
1: I heard that I was like, like okay, yeah, they will But won. it also, in the same breath, be like a pretty easy narrative to push. It is. And it's but also like the Holocaust probably happened. The Holocaust,
0: of course, happened. So it's it like was horrible. You it is horrible. Yeah. And so here's the interesting thing. Yeah. Uh after the Balfour Declaration, which again was after World War One, not World right, War Two, right. European Jewish communities began moving into Palestine. Right. And the British began giving them land. Right. So this, of course, caused a huge... I mean, Palestinians were displaced. Revolt. Okay. If I give you somebody's house, those inhabitants have to leave. So there was revolt. There was fighting. The British brutally crushed any rebellion by the Palestinians. Right. And then when the British wanted to try to mediate between the Palis- indigenous Palestinians and the European Zionists, the, uh, the Zionists began attacking the British. Right. They began blowing up hotels. They began attacking British, killing British people, and this is not known. The original "quote unquote" terrorists in that area were European Zionists, and of course, that's this is easily looked up, but it's not widely known, unfortunately. So this is after World War One, when European Jewish people began being given land that did not belong to them, that belonged to the indigenous Palestinians. Right after World War Two, the process was. Heightened. It was big sped time. up big time. It's yeah, like, Okay, yeah. let's go. Let's go. They're like, see? Uh huh. Exactly right. And Told you we needed land. One of the play to show you that it didn't need to be. Pa- one of the areas they were considering was Uganda. They, right. were, they thought of making Israel and Uganda. They basically the Europeans who are truly anti-Semitic, unlike Palestinians who are Semitic people right. who cannot be anti-Semitic because we are Semitic people. The Europeans were the ones that were anti-Semitic. They hated Jewish people. They were looking for a way to remove Jewish people from their area, and they're like, okay, let's put them in Palestine. Let's put them in Uganda. They didn't care. They just wanted them out of Europe because they are anti-Semitic. They are prejudiced against Jewish people. So after World War II, this began heightened, and lots of Palestinians lost their home in something called the Nakba, which is the catastrophe. Where 700,000 Palestinians were displaced. About 80% of the population was displaced after World War II. Right. So this included my grandparents, right? Yeah. So that's why I said my dad was born displaced. My dad was not born in the hometown of my family. Right. My dad was born in Al Khalil, which yeah. is now called Hebron, but we don't use the colonized name in my family, of sure, course we sure. use Al Khalil. That's where my dad was born. So my dad was born a displaced person. And then when he was 7, he was displaced again, this right. time along with his parents. And, you know, it's just been that horrible story. And none of my family now lives in Palestine. They were all forcibly removed, thrown in jail, beaten, abused. We have no family left When in Palestine.
1: when When you say, I hate to, like, ask a to no, touch no, on no, this, but, like, but when you say displaced, mm-hmm. like, when I, when you're saying that, I remember when they were, like, okay, I know this is going to be, like, Sean, like, bad, but, like, they're, like, all right, everyone, we're going to, we're taking your fucking land, and you mm-hmm. guys at least have Gaza and uh, what's it called? What are the, the two? West Bank. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll like we'll give you those, mm-hmm. and like everyone went there. Then after, right?
0: So when when the
1: families were displaced, there was no information
0: as to what was happening. In fact, right. many Palestinians believed that they would just leave for like a couple weeks and come back, and everything would be fine. Right. So it's not when basically how were Palestinians displaced? There were many methods. Sometimes. Zionist militias would come to a Palestinian neighborhood, take, let's say, 10 young people in the middle, sh- shoot them all in mm-hmm. front of ev- their families, right. and they'd be like, okay, it's up to you. You guys want to stay here? This is going to happen to you, or you can go. So they r- truly, literally, by definition, used tactics of terrorism right. to remove Palestinians from their home. Sometimes they would come and just massacre the whole village, kill everybody, rape women, massacre, kill the fathers, kill the men so that no one could protect them. Abuse children, kill children, or militias would come heavily armed and say, get the fuck out. This is my place now. What are you going to do about it? Right. And the reason this was able to work, you'd think, oh, why didn't the Palestinians fight back? Why? Right. One, they
1: did. Or people, I wonder this mm-hmm. too, is like, this is, I, like, where's sure. the Palestinian government? So that's the thing. That's just like, because it's like... Palestine you
0: know, never operated as a nation state because right. that's like the indigenous communities in the U.S. They weren't a, a nation state because they didn't operate like that. They sure. were indigenous people. Right, right. This is a modern phenomenon, the nations and right, nation right. states, nationalism and all this, right? right. Through most of history, this, it was very different. So Palestinians are indigenous people who are communal. So right. they're not like, this is mine and this is it and you can't come. Palestinians sure. were welcoming. There was already, like I said, European Jewish people who lived peacefully for hundreds of years, I mean that is the Palestine. cradle of civilization, That's right? It we always Palestinians always accepted people right. from all over the. If you look at palestinians diverse, you see Palestinians who look like they're from Ireland with right. red hair. Yeah, you'll see Palestinians who are Afro-Palestinians from Africa. You will see Palestinians who are just a com- very diverse area because we always accepted people from all over. Right. So it's not like we were closed
1: off. It's the people, like it's I the said, people. As right? I said, it was always it wasn't the land; it was the people that inhabited exactly the land. right.
0: Yeah. So the British, once they controlled Palestine after the fall of the Ottoman Empire, they made having a gun or even having a bullet punishable by death for Palestinians because they feared Palestinian resistance. So if you were found to have even a bullet shell, like a casing, the British would put you in a cage— And let you basically suffer in the heat and just die outside as an example to everybody. See, this guy had a bullet. He might have considered fighting against us. This is what happens when you fight against us. The Palestinians were no match for the British Empire. They fought. There was many Palestinian resistance groups that fought, that died. They were brutally crushed by the British. Yeah. And then after the British gave control of Palestine to the Zionists. Yeah brutally crushed by the Zionist militias and their militaries, which was supported by the US, supported by Britain. Yeah. The Palestinian as an indigenous group had no chance. We didn't we never had an army. Palestine never had an army. Palestine right, never right. had a navy. Palestine never had an air force. We're not a warrior people. We're tough, we'll fight, we have heart, but we are not colonialists. We never went and conquered people and took their land. You see what I'm saying we're a peaceful, you know, uh, people who love gardening and love olive trees and love craftsmanship yeah the olive love, tree
1: i love that it was cool. right yeah. that's our culture we're yeah. not
0: like a, a violent people right but we were forced to fight and we did our best but well, we were no match for these well, western powers well, when
1: when your livelihood and fuck the land mm-hmm. i mean not even then you know not, not that no, but I like your you livelihood is getting taken away from you for sure you you only have a you can only revolt Absolutely. what do you i mean what are you supposed to do Right, what would anybody What do? are you supposed That's to I do? what tell people. What
0: like, would you do if this happened to you? If somebody came to your family's home so, and <clears> you're <throat> surrounded by men with guns and they said, get out, or this is ours, you're either going to fight and die, which many Palestinians chose to do. Okay, sure. kill me, I'm going to fight. Or you leave, you're terrified. Maybe you're like my grandmother was. After her husband, my grandfather passed away, she had 10 children, Zionist militias came. What are you going to do, fight them? Uh, yeah.
2: a, lady a lady with 10 kids,
0: right? So she took her kids and, and fled to Jordan. She couldn't fight them. So that's what happened to many people. They either fought and died or they left and became, lived the rest of their life as a refugee. Then and we're, we never got to, sorry, we never, I never got to define Zionism. I want the listeners to understand Zionism is the belief that Jewish people have the right to Palestine as their ancestral homeland at the expense of Palestinian people, at the expense of the indigenous population. So it's a colonialist, uh, you know, way of thinking that says this land belongs to us because we believe our religion has promised us this land. Sure. So it's like how the Western countries that came here believed in manifest destiny and like, no, this is supposed to be ours because right. we're the godly people and we're better and this should be ours. Yeah. So it's similar. It's a, Similar, like that sick genocidal mentality. That's what Zionists do. Oddly
1: enough, when they have the capability of doing something, Mm -hmm. that it gets implemented that way. Right. That's weird. It is. And most Zionists. And it's, you know, both ways, too. Not, Mm -hmm. you know. Maybe this might sound silly, but the Native Americans were pretty like welcoming in the beginning. Like, yeah, you can, this, might, this. I mean, not all of them, but Indigenous
0: like, people usually are, man. Yeah, we're like communal people. That's yeah, how we see. We this don't isn't see, our land. No, yeah. this is all of our. And then, like both times,
1: it really fucking kind of. Yep, it backfired. Yeah, absolutely. Big time.
0: Absolutely. And in fact, most Zionists one are not Jewish people. That's why when people say there's an issue with Jewish people, mm-hmm. no, there's an issue with Zionism. Zionism mm-hmm. is, a, is a specific mentality. Many evangelical Christians here in the U.S. are Zionists, for example. Many. People who are not Jewish are Zionists. So Zionists is a political belief, and that's what we have issue with. Many Jewish people are anti-Zionism. Many, 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 many. There's groups like Jewish Voice for Peace, Not in My Name. These are all Jewish groups that actively combat Zionism every single day. So how could... Palestine and supporters be against Jewish people when Jewish people are fighting side by side with us because they hate what Israel is doing in the Jewish people's name. They hate that Israel has co-opted Jewish symbols like their flag has the star of David. As yeah. if this is the official Jewish country when many Jewish people want. Israel to be returned and become Palestine because they
1: lived in peace with King David's dad, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Saul was Palestinian. Mm-hmm. So it's like
0: most of the characters <laughs> in the Bible and the to- are all Palestinian. Yeah, all of them. I mean, and Jesus was born seven miles away from where my father was born. Really, absolutely. Bethlehem, which means, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. It yeah. means house of meat because it's like a meat, but- it's a butcher, butcher town. That's really? what it's famous for. I thought it was house of bread. No, nope. Bethleh- Bethlehem yeah. means meat. Okay, yep. So that's literally, it just means house, meat. That's what Bethlehem means. Sorry to, you know, it's not as cool as you'd uh, that, hey. hope for. But seven miles away, a few minutes, ten minutes away from where my dad's from. Do I you mean, think
1: that's, like, kind of the reason? I mean, I always think that, too. I'm like, there must be something going on with that land. Mm-hmm. You know, what the f- You know, there there has to be something, you know- uh, the Knights Templars found the shit over there. Mm-hmm. Like, people that, like, try to run the world right. usually try to chill right there.
0: That's very true. That's a like, good point. Like, all the time. Because it has such a historical and religious significance yeah. to many different groups of Solomon's
1: people. Solomon's Temple. Yep. Jesus was born there. Yep. Mecca. The, mm-hmm.
0: Exactly I right. Mean, Mecca's in Saudi Arabia, but I know yeah. you probably uh, mean, like, I mean, uh, um,
1: the Dome of the Rock. Yeah, maybe, yeah, that's right, meant. Al- sorry, Al-Aqsa. sorry. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The The Kaaba. That's in Saudi Arabia too. Is that the same yeah, one? Yeah, so the Kaaba is the building in Mecca that the, the Muslims bla- make the pilgrimage to. Yeah. They drive really, well, to the black thing and yeah. they travel. That's in Saudi Arabia.
1: What did I make uh that's Mecca and the Mecca Qabe. is the city
0: and the Kaaba is the the building itself. Yeah. In Mecca. Yeah, okay, and, okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. Thought I had that. No, I would no, love you, you, you know, know what kind of like well, this might sound ignorant in a way, but I would love to do that, but I kind of feel I would love to do that one day. I'm just kind of afraid, honestly. I don't the know. The pilgrimage?
0: Oh no, you'd be fine. Like, it's not like they like interrogate you to be like, oh, hey, you better, you know. I wouldn't have <laughs> to spray
1: tan. You don't think? Uh
0: you oh, maybe a little bit. Maybe just hit a few. You
1: I know. just, I know this sounds like. <sighs> no, because I'm there's, not that religion though. Either though, that's like I'm not really. It's not. I mean, I don't know what I don't know. It I'm just, pretty
0: sure Vice like did a video where they did the pilgrimage too. I so would, Vice yeah. can do it. You can do it. I right? would.
1: Yeah, I would love to go there. I mean, it has to. It, yeah, I would love to go there. Space rocks. It's uh it's a uh, it's
0: a uh, you know my my dad is the, my dad is not religious but he did it for the experience Yeah. and uh you know a lot of people Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, a lot yeah. of famous people have have done it and they've said it's a it's just an incredible experience to see people from all over the world yeah. joining together for for one cause and you know Muslims there are Muslims from all over the world you know yeah. uh there's there are plenty of Muslims who look like you so you yeah. wouldn't be huh. you wouldn't be that out of place there no you'd cool. be fine
1: cool cool yeah I mean, you know, weird segue, but Canelo Alvarez is There Spanish. you go. Yep. Yeah, because and and he looks it. like Ron White. There or, you go. Or uh, whatever the dude's name
0: is. I know exactly what you mean. And that's, Arabs are the same way. So when you say someone looks Arab, that's like saying someone looks American,
1: right? Like yeah, can, that's true. You know what I mean? Because, Cradle Arab, of Civilization, we all came from there. Like That's it. And it, Arab is
0: a culture. So people whose primary language is Arabic, they're Arabs. But there's no, like, way that an Arab looks unless you're talking about indigenous Arabs who yeah. are, like, the indigenous Palestinians who are brown, and black folk who are indigenous to the area. It's very hot. There's only a certain type of skin yeah, type that could survive. Yeah, That's yeah. why it's funny when yeah. you know uh, the Zionists say that they're indigenous to there because Israel has the second highest rate of skin cancer in the world, like, dude, second only to Australia because, again, they're also not from there. These are right. British people who took indigenous people's land, and they're dying from the sun because they can't even be outside. Right, it's right. like if you can't be outside, you're not indigenous to this. Look how indigenous Americans look. They are darker skinned because they need to survive outside. Yeah. Zionists are from Poland and Ukraine and sure. Russia and Austria. They are not indigenous to Bethlehem and, uh, you know, Al Khalid and, yeah. and different areas in Palestine. They get burned and they die from skin cancer when they go there because their body's like, where the hell are we? We don't belong here. We want not back here. to Austria, right? right. So it's just so funny, like— no, the sun will tell you if you're
1: indigenous to somewhere or not. The sun usually yeah, sorts things out pretty, pretty fairly. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> man, man, that was good. What, um, man, I kind of got lost in our train of thought there. Anyway. No, we're
0: covering a, we're bouncing around, so we're we're covering a bunch of different stuff.
1: But um, yeah, like, well, we can bounce back to uh, we're growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we we recap. We're growing up, sure. listening to hip hop, doing Listen martial arts, yep. moving out here. Yeah. Have cool parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, making a lot of biryani?
0: No. So that's more like a South Asian uh, really? biryani. Yeah. So like.
1: I have a. I mean, it's not like I have a Muslim friend. That sounds like really kind of silly to say. So but that, like.
0: That's probably why. Because he's Muslim, but it doesn't mean he's Arab. Right. It could okay. be Muslim. A lot of Pakistanis, for example. Sure. Are Muslim. OK. So they have biryani. And so like, for example, you know, India and Pakistan, they were right. split up. India is supposed to be the Hindu country. Pakistan is the Muslim country. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of. Muslims are from Indonesia, a lot are from Pakistan, a lot from different cultures. They would not be Arabs, right? So Pakistanis are Muslims, but they're not Arabs. So they will have biryani, right? That's a South Asian huh. thing. Hmm. Arabs have different uh, dishes and different.
1: What's, uh, a, what's a good, uh, what's the dish? I hope, th- I, hope mm-hmm. I don't fuck this up. Uh, what's the dish where it's awesome and then they have the pot? And they flip the pot oh, upside down. It? Oh, that's the best. And then it's like like meat at the bottom, yes. and it's all rice. Oh,
0: that's cool. You know that my yeah. dad loves. Uh, my dad's the king. It's maklube. Yeah. And that literally just means upside down. Because, okay. Cool. Yeah, what is it called it up, again? That's cool. Maklube. We could say maklube or makluba. MacLuba, uh huh, that nice. was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a delicious. Dish. You can make it
1: with lamb. You can make it. With I chicken. thought it was lamb. Yeah,
0: it's traditionally with lamb. Yeah, you can cause make it, it
1: kind it with of like it doesn't. It, well. it didn't look like a typical it, so to speak. No, no, yeah, but it's cool. I, I like it most of all because everyone usually the dads get so jazzed. Yep, because uh-huh. they're like, oh, it's yep. like uh, for people that don't know, it's like it's just a mold, uh, for essentially a mold that that's like a rice mold with mm-hmm. meat on top, and it's just obviously if you're good at it, it's the firmer it is, it seems like. The better the dish is.
0: That's right. Yep. Yeah. It's, so it's cooked all cooked in one pot. Lamb, rice, vegetables. It's cooked for a, you know a long time all together. So the lamb will like drip into the rice, so the rice becomes flavorful and aromatic. Nice. And then you take it out of the oven and you have to flip the pot onto a pan. And then the idea is like the rice should all stay like in formation as yeah, you flip yeah, it. It's a yeah. it's a it's a skill. Definitely sure. look it up on YouTube. Look yeah. up like he- mclube flipping. Or yeah, you, you'll like it. It's really People, cool. the
1: reactions are
0: cool. Yep, exactly. It reminds
1: right. me of a video you probably saw. It, it went around the internet. Like mm-hmm. of this dad who uh, made this watermelon, mm-hmm. and he had the whole family come, and he like just put the knife into it, and then it's like, oh, it, exactly, but, yeah, right. He, yep. And then like he like looked up, and just the pride on his face. He's like, yes, right, it was, I did it. It was awesome. Um, But here we go. Let me... uh, I'll set another cool picture for Mm -hmm. you. It's 2005 again, and I was invited over to Rami's house for a UFC party, basically. Not going to sound cool. And it was, uh, come on over, and uh, I don't know if I drove there or not. I I don't remember. Read it the way. It was right over there in Westmere. Yep. And um, came in. The whole crew was there. And uh, hey, your parents had a sick spread, the pizzas, the, everything you would expect, little bites, cool food that you guys uh, made. And then it was like, all right, we're going to watch a UFC event pay per view. And I wish I could remember which one it was. And I was going to go back and try to place it because there could oh, only wow, be so that'd many. Be great it could to only be so many. Like. Yeah, true. And um, especially then, there was only probably mm-hmm. one or two couple, or four yeah, a year, maybe. Yeah, a couple once a year. And um, some, yeah. I should have done that either way. No, it's okay. And good. Um, we're uh, getting jazzed up, going in the basement to watch it. Yep. And um, something like a, like a movie, it's like, what's happened? It's not working. Uh-huh. Blah, 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 blah. You know, the cable. And Rami's going upstairs, and he's going downstairs. And her <laughs> friend Matt's like, I know what to do. I uh-huh. we know what to do. And, you know, coincidentally, and then, and then like it was cool because Rami's basement was like half done. And it didn't really matter about that because it had two cool things. It had a mat, mm-hmm. a blue mat, and a punching bag. That's right. And it was like, you know five by two feet and not big was super small hanging from the bar that Uh, you would hang your clothes from and do pull-ups from when you mm -hmm. bought a house in a subdivision yep and uh we're like oh no and then rami's like don't worry guys i got some dvds upstairs (laughs) and i was like okay what are you talking about and he comes down and if i had the production value right now i would do this Dum, 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 oh, dum. I already
0: know where dum, dum, dum. Dum. that's pretty dum, good. Dum, dum. That's a good recreation of that sound. That's yeah, dude, I listened uh-huh. to it like seven times <laughs> since we like did this. Because I was gonna have
1: you walk into Oh, that's dum, hilarious.
0: Dum, dum, dum. Oh my god.
1: Uh, and he brought out the pride. Uh-huh. The freaking pride fighting championship. The best. And even though I was a novice at that day, mm-hmm. and I was like, what is this? It's right. a ring. Right. It's wrestling. Yeah. The bell. Uh-huh. And it was just like a cliche, like, no, check this out. And then next thing you know, soccer kicking, and I was watching these Russian motherfuckers, mm-hmm. and this guy's a this guy's a cop for a you know, terrorist squad. Why are you gonna kick? Oh, this Crow dude? cop, yeah, oh kick him right in the head, God. and like <laughs> all of it was just so you know awesome and foreign, mm-hmm. and like you're watching it, and you're punching the punching bag, and mm-hmm. like you're bending your wrist because you're like seventeen and a half, and you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> and so I mean that was a huge thing for me like mm-hmm. a huge huge thing right and I would have to say thanks and I appreciate it, kind of stemming that in and like man if I wouldn't have uh like had that I mean that was a, it's a huge part of my life for a long long time like do, loving mixed martial arts and practicing and everything I still I kind of went away from it a little bit in a way just because not well I mean we'll talk about that later I guess mm-hmm. but like Man, it was, like, a huge part of my life for a long time. I played sports growing up, like, baseball, basketball, hockey, and all that stuff. And, like, I just felt like it translated so much. Like, the way basketball was and the way, like, for example, I was never, like, a real, like, explosive guy. Mm -hmm. So, But I would have to play one-on-one, so it would be all, like, mental technique. Right. Like, I would have to run past them, but I physically couldn't, so I would have to, like, bait them. And like bring them in and then go past them and then check and you know all these things and that just really led into like MMA and like right. I totally saw that like sure you can punch someone and being mm-hmm. good at punching but like you can't punch someone that knows they're gonna you're looking to punch so you gotta pull you know lean forward jab pull back slip back come back in like it was totally like a combination it was the same thing and mm-hmm. I totally loved it and uh geez yeah I was just, just, I guess that's my little diatribe on not diatribe, my tangent on MMA and stuff. But thank you. But if we can get my into pleasure. like how you got into sure. MMA and everything yeah. like that, cool. That cool. that's a good I'm question. i some water for me too.
0: Yeah, yeah, please, man, help yourself. I'm still this one, drinking way too much coffee. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Ghost, Ghost Coffee. Ghost Coffee, I really yeah. like a nice it cool? Latte, good, dude. Yeah.
1: This guy, he, we did an episode. We'll have to redo it because the audio was messed up. Oh shoot! But he is like. Same reason why you're in here, an right. awesome dude, local guy, used to do this, that was his passion, you know, worked Good at hand. Walgreens for like 20 years, wow. and it was just like, you know what?
0: Wow. Doing it. That's great, man. And then, Good dude, it's hand.
1: like, I can't speak for him, but it looks like it's doing pretty well.
0: Oh, that's great, Like, even, I mean, even today, we it walked in, it was pet. I like that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah,
1: and uh, so, yeah, Ghost Coffee.
0: So, I got into MMA, uh, I was 13, do you ever remember IGN? You remember that website? It was like a video game, mainly website, they- Reviewed video games, and I was a big video game Yeah, you were nerd. saying that gamer. Yeah, I, I had a subscription Before to PC gaming, Gamer. But, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I was an old like Half-Life and all that. Remember that like Counter-Strike when it yeah, yeah, Strike Counter, came yeah. out? And uh, anyways, so IGN, I was reading the forums on IGN, and somebody posted a highlight video of somebody who I'd never heard of named Kazushi Sakuraba. And I was nice. familiar with, like, the Gracies. I'd heard of them in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I, know, I knew that Hoist had won UFC 1 with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And then now I see this video of this Japanese guy who chain-smokes cigarettes. I love this guy right Who here. drinks every day. Look at you wrote him down. I see, knew you'd you get knew, to that you know little me jerk. too well, man. Uh. So this highlight video was incredible. It was set to U2, Beautiful Day, yep. corny-ass song. But to this day, I love that song because yeah. I associated it with that highlight yeah. video. And it just showed this smaller man beating up Vitor Belfort beating up Hoist Gracie, submitting Henzo. I'm like, what is going on The Gracie here? killer. The Gracie killer. I thought the Gracies were unstoppable. They no were. one could beat them. And for a while, they were until they met this man. Mm-hmm. So I watched this highlight video, and right away, I'm like, I knew one day I had to do this. So it began to make me lose a little bit of interest in karate, and I wanted to learn MMA. But there was no MMA gyms in Plainfield in sure. 2005. Right. So my house, as you saw, became... Plainfield's first MMA gym. Out of necessity. Yes. Yeah. With an eight foot by eight foot judo mat that I uh, yeah. got from working like some part time work. I remember I got it for 300 bucks. and I was like, yes. I was so excited. Yeah. The heavy bag was from like Black Friday st- sale. Nice. It was, like 40 bucks. So there you go. There's sure. my gym. The mat and the bag. Like there you said. There we go.
1: And after that highlight video, I, I think there's weights down there too. There, there was some stuff. random, yeah. yeah there's
0: like a small stupid weight machine that I never used, yeah. and there was some random odds and ends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I watched that highlight video, I became huge in MMA. It was nice. nonstop from 13 till 34 now. 21 years right. later, it's been nonstop. It's been a part of my life every day. And Pride Fighting Championships mm-hmm. was by far my favorite. And when Pride Fighting Championships actually disbanded in 2007. Right. That's what slowed down my fighting career because since teenage years, my goal was to fight in pride. Right. So imagine if you're like an up-and-coming basketball player, your dream is to compete in the NBA, and then that's gone, and all you have is like, and one, like Mixed stuff. Tape. Maybe you like it, but if you don't, yeah. you're like, okay, well, I'm not as motivated anymore. Sure, so that's sure. when I, that's why I always see myself as a martial artist first and fighter second. Right. Like fighting is to test myself, right. to prove that what I can do works, to challenge myself, but... I really love the martial arts aspect of it, coaching, training, seeing people uh, become powerful and confident through martial arts. And I think pride had more of a martial arts feel than the UFC, you know, to me at least. So, yeah, for
1: sure. Well, the J- Japanese, I mean, just the fans alone, you know, I mean. More educated crowd, right? they yeah. clap when somebody would pass guard. Pass guard, yeah. That I mean, they're sitting there quietly yep. uh, analyzing it. I mean, needless, I mean, not needless to say, but. I mean, if you can get 90,000 people into a fucking arena Seriously. to talk, to not talk, but like to just be down with the same thing. Right. I mean, it's something worth being said. Plus, the uh, <clears throat> the showmanship, not, yeah, the showmanship was like it. awesome. I loved it. Uh, the entrances were awesome. Yep. The I mean, it was just, you know, it was just more exotic it than the, the UFC. It made the fighters seem like
0: superstars. Yeah. I think the UFC has always been about building the brand. Yeah. And building the fighter second, whereas Pride was like. Forget about us. We're here to make these fighters superstars. We yeah. want them to be larger than life. Bob Sapp, Fedor, oh, God, Fedor, Minotaro, Minotaro Sakuraba—these oh are so legendary done. names. Yeah. Like now, there's not too many UFC fighters who could put in that same category as far as like the mystique and the aura and right, the legend right. around them, right? Yeah, man. And they look like in the UFC, they look like they're walking Wanderlei out like Silva. a. Silva. We have to Wanderlei say, Wanderlei Silva. come on—that's the
1: he was the king over there, she,
0: basically. Even like the lesser, like, Fujita, and like all these, you know, the B-level guys yeah. that were. Gary Goodridge, yeah, right? Goodridge, these guys are yeah. all just American like Don Frye, right? Yeah. It's just these they all had a story Mark Kerr, Mark Kerr, Igor of Yeah, yeah. Right? To he people had some who don't awesome know what fights. we're talking about, they're like, okay, what do you think? He all had some awesome about? fights. He had some amazing fights. Ensign yeah. Inoue, my one of my personal favorites. Yeah um yeah they just built superstars they made the fighters appear like larger than life and since i grew up loving comics and cartoons sure that was the closest thing to being a real life superhero was being a pride fighting Championship nice. fighter that's why i wanted to be that i finally could live out my dream and actually be that superhero instead of watching that what 19.
1: uh what weight would you have you know idea i would have
0: been destroyed because there was no lightweight there wasn't uh, that's, the what, I'm was that's what i'm saying 155 that's what well. i'm saying yeah, yeah it would I have to be, they would have had to continue operating and then a uh, I'm sure eventually they would have yeah. added that weight class. But,
1: you but know,
0: I mean, what do you weigh right now? I probably walk around at like 150 something. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess that was some time ago, though, too, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but, like. Sure, go ahead. If you're going to go to Pride, you might as well do fucking steroids. Oh, yeah. You have I to mean, at that
0: point. Or else you're going to. I would never like, do steroids unless I could fight in Pride in, like,
1: 2006.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just. And it sucks to say, uh-huh. as, like,
1: you know, you want to. But, like, you just know the other guys. I mean, it's just like. Hey, the other guy's like, I'm gonna use Nos when I race your ass. So right. like, you better fucking have Nos, or I'm gonna
0: win. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's just
1: like it stinks that it's. I mean, it's whatever. It's the name of the game, I guess. But. I wish
0: either everyone was on steroids or them. no one was on yeah. steroids. One of the two, because just say, it's just unfair if your opponent. Yeah. Like don't, I don't I, be a I dick about it. it. I never took any. Right. Performance. In fact, I don't know why I've never even seen it. That's the weirdest thing, is I knew amateur fighters that I trained with yeah. who were on steroids. Really? And for some reason, no one ever offered me any. I don't know what's what missing in my personality. No one ah, ever was no, like, they just hey, Rahm. Yeah. yeah, I felt like they just knew. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I wouldn't have accepted it, and sure. I've never taken it. But it
1: would have been nice to offer. I know. At least <laughs> I mean, ask shit. me, right? Don't assume. I like don't the party. Assume. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, just so, no. let me turn it down. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, there'd be guys with like two and four records, and they'd be amateurs, and they'd be on steroids. Yeah. And here I am, turning pro, winning, and no one... No one even talked to me about steroids. So, yeah, I've never seen him. Interesting, yeah. One day.
1: My favorite steroid guy is uh, the uber
0: Oh, that was a different fighter. (sighs) Different
1: fighter. Yeah, he... I, I, I... you know, he'll probably listen to this because he's a big fan of mine. Of course he is. But uh, he, hopefully he uh, he was going to fight Rico Van Hooven yeah. in glory, but yeah. he, and that was going to be a roid fucking oh, rage. Oh, my God. That's Sorry, like recursion. who has the best doctor behind oh, them. Man. That's what that fight yeah, is. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> and really what I was really looking forward to, to is Alistair beating R- Rico and then getting... Alistair Hari 3.
0: Ooh, that'd be amazing. We need
1: that. Yeah, what a I rivalry to have. Dude, yeah, I need absolutely. that, dude. I need that. Absolutely. I'm with that. That's. I will literally, if it's in America, I will fucking we'll spend $500 to go. We'll go.
0: Paid for by the. Uh, so, maybe Matthew podcast yeah will thank be you yeah we'll officially do a, be flying me out thank there. you yep
1: yep <laughs> full thanks to life water and ghost coffee <laughs> and actually Dolorex you want to take some cbd that's actually oh, it cool. actually works pretty well is that a
0: sponsor yeah, yeah. shout out to Dolorex I love cbd this yeah is try cool. it, yeah it actually yeah, works it works I'll pretty well I use one. it on my arm
1: and stuff it's oh cool. cool it's all awesome, natural man. and stuff yeah take a Very couple cool. please sure and then um yeah that would be awesome
0: how about uh, Belfort when he was on the roids? When he yeah. was beating everyone, yeah. Luke Rockhold, TRT, Bisping, TRT, TRT Vitor, yeah, wheel yeah.
1: kicking eyeballs out of their heads. Absolutely, which is sucks. I mean, it's awesome, but like I know what you
0: mean. When you're on the other end, when you're Michael Bisping, who's not taking PEDs, fighting yeah. against he's, someone who is, it's, yeah, it's frustrating. yeah, it's frustrating. He,
1: yeah, he, yeah, he, I think he's probably in the Hall of Fame. Is he? he Vitor? Prob- no, not Vitor. Bisping. Uh, Bisping? He should be if he's he not I'm sure he be. will He'll he's be. a huge U- champ U- a yeah. or, uh, or what's it called one or two ultimate fighter yep he like basically carried not carried but like you know had England's MMA thing he was the, the original yeah. guy for the mm-hmm. back on um, their back before uh before Connor yeah I mean he, he, he had all of not all of Europe but like kinda he was the first like European star yeah, in the, kind in the UFC, of I would say well uh, what were the I mean they're all European stars well I mean I don't know and pride was there the cop was, was a big was big
0: um Igor was very Igor. popular from Ukraine. What so, does it do? Terry, was Who's the
1: guy who uh, robbed the <laughs> – he got his ass beat by, no disrespect, by Anderson Silva, Terry uh, Terry Martin? He robbed the bank for like $90 million. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about?
0: Oh, Lee, Lee. Lee Murray. Lee, Lee Murray. He, Lee yeah, Murray, yeah. He would have been a great – I think he would have been Conor McGregor had he – not yeah. rob the bank for you know hundred million dollars yeah yeah uh-huh because he had the charisma he was yeah. a knockout artist he was exciting he was a raw good personality yeah. yeah he's like kind of who connor wishes he was yeah because yeah because he, yeah. he, he was a real gangster. <laughs> yeah he was serious like he yeah. was a real gangster and yeah. he really did the biggest bank robbery in like british history and yeah is now in a moroccan jail so like his yeah. life is a movie yeah yeah he was
1: He's a legend. They're Anderson, gonna, gonna be Anderson him. lit him up pretty good. Anderson I think got he's probably, Anderson I don't want to, I wouldn't talk bad about Anderson, but no. he's probably doing some shit then, too, then. I think everyone, I mean, it's kind of funny if you watch, like, uh, Top 100 UFC, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can kind of see everyone, like, oh, yeah, I guess everyone is, like, straight jacked.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, straight yeah.
1: wide shoulders. Right, like,
0: right. Especially if you see someone's body change, like they're thirty six yeah. in their next fight, they look completely different. It's like yeah. you don't do that when you're that age that quickly. Like yeah, yeah if you're sixteen, by the time you're sure. eighteen you could look like a different person. Man. But you're a fully developed, grown adult, like what did you do? What did you start eating more like chicken breasts? What did you start doing more pull ups? Like nothing can make your body look like that other than PDs, with combined with hard work. Let's sure, not sure. say they're just yeah, sitting around. Not,
1: yeah, there's up also the, the freaks of nature mm-hmm. that are gonna do like all that kind of stuff. Right. right. Typically mm-hmm. You're going to plateau when you, you know, stop growing. <laughs> yeah, your body isn't going to change drastically,
0: yeah. right? Especially when you're already an elite fighter. It's not like you're an average person, you're an accountant, and then you start working out, yeah, your body could change drastically. But if you've been in the UFC for five, six years, and the next fight we see you, your body looks completely different, mm-hmm. it's usually an obvious sign of PDs. And there's other obvious signs, too. The The warning signs are there. You know, the vision test is what we yeah, call it. Yeah, the like, smell test. Yeah, right? it's like, come on, the guy, you know... Nipples There's are spreading different yeah, ways. Their facial structure is bigger. The bones yeah. in their forehead are bigger. Like that doesn't happen either. Yeah, once really. you're past a certain Cutary age. glands are out their fucking <laughs> eyes. <laughs> right, right. Exactly right. Exactly right.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I think that's changed with USADA and all that kind of stuff, I think, which is is good, but also, I mean, it is good.
0: You it know is. what It's that's it means? It's harder to cheat it means you need to have a lot of money and resources now to cheat. Right. So it favors the top guys because yeah. they have the teams behind them that could tell them how to beat this test, whereas like the guy who works at Walgreens full-time and just made it to the UFC and still has to keep a full-time job, yeah. he does not have a team right. behind him that can help him beat
1: a USADA test. And the reference would have to be, and even though I don't have any lineage to this guy, even, oh, fuck, it, shouldn't use that like that, but like TJ Dillashaw, mm-hmm. you know, it's like... You can't do that without some cash, dog. Oh yeah, and I, he came back, and I'm glad to see him. I actually Me did too. like him before, and, and he
0: admitted uh, it. He owned up to it. Yeah, that, that takes a lot of sucks
1: time. ass, but like, yeah, ah, uh, it's kind of a tough. Uh, either way, though, I mean, whatever. It's not my place, but mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, yeah, he's awesome.
0: He's incredible. Who's your favorite fighter of all time? I never asked you that.
1: Huh? Favorite fighter would probably—I've said this. But I don't know. Would have to be. I'd hate to be like a cliche answer. Like I have a favorite Thai fighter and an okay, MMA fighter. Okay. Let's, hear, it. And let's I would, hear each each category. I would probably say MMA fighter would have to be the one that made the most significant. Doesn't say damage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anderson Silva probably. Okay, that's I a would great say choice. Anderson. His don ah yeah his. The way, yeah. His, we are so lucky to
0: have seen him during his prime. Yeah, his because dominance. Because now looking back, it was, it was something else. Yeah, his else.
1: dominance, his defense. He was the guy when I was like – he was the guy for the longest who mm-hmm. did the most, who broke not like the most barriers, but like for me – Blew the doors off everything. I remember being like, this shit is crazy.
0: He fought like a, a person out of a video game. Yeah. Like, he was doing moves that we didn't think could work at the highest level. Right. And just not only winning against top-tier talent, but winning in incredibly impressive fashion.
1: Against, yeah, like you said, it's a cliché thing to say, but, like, he made everyone look bad. Mm-hmm. He like, did. Like, he didn't, like, it's, it's hard to keep in context,
0: but... Like, he made Forrest Griffin look like he'd never been in a fight before yeah, in his I life. Remember, and that was the I, light heavyweight champion.
1: Yep. I remember, like, running. I remember that night specifically because yep. I was like, this is crazy. We went to a party in Shanahan and it was crazy. But MMA, I loved him. I loved Shogun. I loved okay. Anderson. and Then I loved Pride Shogun. Amazing. That's when I, like, turned the corner to, like, really liking that a lot. I had. That's I was, cool. I was able to buy pride 2003 on like my parents tv okay (laughs) like 30 (laughs) dollars, and it was awesome it was like all the fights and i just like watched all of them and i just loved it and that's what led me to like loving muay thai i see a little bit more kind of like the ties that and i loved i mean obviously shoot box and everyone from there love them um and but like i said that really got me into the thai fighting a ton which the first Thai fighter, which I love the most, was Bokau.
0: Amazing fighter. Bokau,
1: poor Promoke at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And uh, he was ripping everyone's legs off in K1. Yep. K1, mm-hmm. you know, K1 was just like, that was like a whole fucking different thing for me. That was like a secret that like people yep. didn't, so I mean, I felt like it was a secret that people didn't know.
0: I agree. I like, agree. I'm
1: like, you got, I'm like. I am just stealing these moves off these guys. Like I am just picking everything <laughs> these guys. Like I don't. Under, you guys and I know that's like it sounds bad, and I obviously never fought. And this, but I just say it the way I thought of it. I'm like, dude, I forgot more shit that you guys have ever learned from these guys. Like, and it's just.
0: It's the highest level of, of of kickboxing for people that boo whenever MMA gets to the ground. Yeah, they should be watching. That's what they K- say. One. Like you know,
1: Watch K- Joe one. Rogan. I don't understand why Glory's not extremely successful, but it was that it was Japan at the time. The super like the same thing you were saying earlier. The superstars and K one was super successful, right? These guys were yeah, exactly Andy Hug. Ernesto, who's Ernesto? Who I remember watching his. He's one of the first guys uh, kicking people against the neck with their shin, Mm -hmm. and the the cliche, you know, uh, freaking uh, cross hook low kick, boom to the body. Yeah, the the Dutch style. Yeah, yeah,
0: one of the pioneers.
1: Man, I remember. Yeah, the Thai stuff was amazing, and then I bumped into Tiger Muay Thai, which Mm -hmm. I know you kind of had affiliation with in a way, and watched all their training, and then. Man, Senchai. Senchai's for Amazing. King Star. He Amazing. was
0: the, the guy, too. In his 40s now. Still fighting. Still winning. Makes just, it look easy. Yeah, just he effortless. is yeah,
1: effortless. His defense and his just the way his flow is everything. You know what I mean? And his clinch game. And he has, like, seven. He, and the best thing, and I know this sounds kind of silly, but he has, like, 19 moves. That's all you need. Like, eight moves. Oh, yeah. And, if like, he do... just, like, is so tight with everything. Mm-hmm. And but the ties, you know, that leads It's so not to be long winded, but that led to Ramon Deckers, mm-hmm. which totally changed the game for me, too, because yeah. he was ripping people's fucking heads off with his hands
0: and his aggressiveness was yeah. different than the more. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. Style. And I'm
1: sure, you know, it's because he wasn't able to win the decisions because right. the, 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 the ties mm-hmm. would never let a farang, you mm-hmm. know, not a foreigner, I mm-hmm. guess. Win a decision, right? So he just went to town on those fools. Not fools, no disrespect, but like.
0: No, I know what you mean. Just
1: man, the Western boxing with the Thai stuff and incredible style
0: (laughs) still works to this day. Heavy,
1: yeah, the Dutch style, Mm -hmm. man, that is like probably. I love that. I don't know. There's a lot of. I love all the styles.
0: <laughs> it's cool because the way you fight is so so attached to your personality. Sure. So even if you grow up, let's say, learning the Dutch style, but
1: yeah.
2: you're
0: not aggressive by nature, right. you probably won't be an aggressive fighter, right? Right, right. Like Remy Bonjasky was a Dutch fighter. Sure, Dutch socket. Sure. He yeah. wasn't an aggressive fighter. He was Tall a dude. laid back, the relaxed Dutch style. Yep. He'd randomly go for a big move because yeah. he was a laid back, relaxed yeah. person. You he had a cool jumping with kick. Him. <laughs> yep. He had that cool move he would throw out once in a while. Yeah. But he was actually... Kind of like what casual fans would consider a boring fighter, conservative I, I fighter, very conservative because that's his personality. Yeah. Wanderlei Silva is an aggressive, confident. He, yeah, he's Moving like a rolling. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. him. That's who he is as a person. Yeah, so when true, I, true. When I train people that's true. at my Methodical, academy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I notice this all the time. Yeah, because I've been coaching people for so long. Everyone fights like they're exactly like their personality. That's so. Awesome. There's Never any surprises anymore. Maybe I, that's a way to are, change your
1: personality. <laughs> you know what it does
0: is. It exposes who you truly are. Because when you're in a fight, it's your true self. Your
1: primal self. It's you yourself. can't be cool in
0: a fight. You cannot be cool in a fight. Yeah. If you are a quitter, you we will see it. You're you gonna look quit. towards the door. Chail Sonnen is really tough. Yeah. But when the going gets tough, he quits quickly. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. Uh, for better or for worse. I'm not sure. knocking it. That's no. who he is. Yeah, he
1: can probably say the same thing.
0: Of course. Yeah. And then a guy like Ensign Inoue, one of my heroes, will literally never give up in a fight, no matter what. Even right. if somebody's gonna break his arm or get his shoulder out of place. He's Jesus like, no, didn't
1: tap. I'm, I'm,
0: never, <laughs> I'm never giving up. So he, he won't give up. And so that's who he is. He's stubborn. You yeah. know, that's really what it is. Everything, like you said, it's very much in tune with who we are as a human being. So uh, I'll tap. There I mean, you go. in a fight, it's different, though. Well, it's I don't know. Probably because you're like a logical, smart. Yeah. I mean, that's the best move, that's really. Like, that's the smartest thing to do yeah, is to give up. You just up learn. I mean,
1: you, you, not quick. To, there's a fine line because it's like. Especially grappling because it's mm-hmm. like, if you're you know, caught, I, you're you're done. I sometimes mean, though, I remember one time this last time, and I remember thinking and learning myself, like you know what, there's a huge thing with body sizes. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes technique, and if you have the strength, it just doesn't matter in mm-hmm. a way. Like, if, I remember grappling when I was training a lot with uh, James at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like a middle-sized guy. Really, mm-hmm. people are bigger than me and smaller than me, which right. I'm very fortunate to do because yeah. I'm like I, I can do both. Yeah, and um. And I remember this kid, I, wish I knew his name is Jimmy, actually, he's awesome, and he's just a scrappy, scrawnier guy, and he was just there all the time, and he knew all the shit, and he was good at the drills, because he was just there all the time. He was there more than me, and he did it right. more, and, and he was just... And um, my whole thing with jujitsu or grappling is I would, I'm would sl- i slow, because it's like I don't want to gas out because I'm mm-hmm. done. I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could attest, I throw up on mats all the time. <laughs> and uh, so it's like I would always cook them in a way, you know right, what I mean? Right. Get one, you know, like uh, you know, I'm going to ruin this, but we start at the neutral position. <laughs> we start at zero. Once I get to one, I don't go back to zero. And uh that's the king. But um but uh yeah, I remember one time just being pissed off and being like, "You know what? Fuck this." And just grabbing it and just being like, I'm, I just manhandled the dude. Mm-hmm. And I remember being able. To, I remember figuring that I was like, there's a switch I can turn. Mm-hmm. And I started using it. Mm-hmm. And it was something It was kind of a bummer because it was right at the end of like when I kind of had to stop. Mm-hmm. And I remember be I remember really liking that. Be like, dude, there's a switch that like I just kind of like never used or gear. And it was just kind of an interesting thing. I forgot how I got to this segue, but yeah, I loved jujitsu and martial arts and
0: so size is size is important. When people yeah. tell you like, oh, if you're small and you learn martial arts you could beat up anybody well okay there's to a certain extent sure if let's say myself i'm about 160 pounds right now if there's somebody with a equal skill to me sure. who is 250 pounds right more than likely they're going to win Maybe. right because yeah. the skill, the skill level is sure. equal but the weight and strength goes to them right now if it's a 250 person who has never trained before sure it's no problem i'm right, not even going to worry right. about it. it's nothing it's yeah. literally not it's like fighting a child yeah. fighting a baby at that point yeah but that's when size does matter it'll be a little more difficult to fight a bigger person than to fight a person smaller than me who is untrained right so regardless size always matters right it right, always right, right. makes a difference when it comes to a fight but skill is the equalizer skill will make things more even technique technique is always king that's what's going to keep you safe against anyone right yeah. technique is the reason Defense. yeah the, the most technical fighter will have the longest career right will maintain their their brain health after they're done fight like technique and who defense i'm sure so we're important.
1: thinking of the same person who would you say to that floyd mayweather yep exactly and bernard hopkins
0: yeah yeah not a lot yeah. of people bernard hopkins fought what a his story 50s yeah he 50s. a second comeback people talk about tom brady being 40 something which is impressive right both, in sh- both philly sh- shell fighters correct there you go yep exactly right bernard in his 50s in boxing and he's not a quarterback. Bernard is getting hit every day, and he's yeah. fighting at the highest level in his 50s. Yep. And that's because he's the most technical. He right, right. knows the tricks. He knows the, all the little things. He could read emotion. He could yeah, read yeah. patterns, right? Yeah. And like you said, they both fight in a stance that's very defensive. So yep. that's the way you have to fight you have to be smart and you have to be defensive and as a coach that's what i want to instill in students not to, have to go out there and swing right i want them number one to be safe right if they want to compete win or lose i want them to be safe at the end of the fight and if they are going to defend themselves in real life there's no winning or losing Defense wins, i want wins. them to defend themselves Defense and wins, fights get too. out of there absolutely
1: absolutely think, think of i mean i mean if anyone's listening if, if i just said i'll say this and it will sum it up the most ferocious boxer of all time boom mike tyson He's fucking defense. It's all defense. It's mm-hmm. all slipping in the oh, pe- yeah, the great footwork style.
0: Great. It's based on footwork. Yeah. Head movement. You know, he's not just walking in no. throwing these punches. No. He's
1: missing. He's making everyone miss, and he had the ferocity and power, and he mm-hmm. would just do that gazelle punch and right. line them up.
0: Yep, exactly yeah. right.
1: So I mean, it's all defense. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Another. The. I mean, they're all. It's all defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, which is boring.
0: <laughs> to the, especially to the casual yeah, fan, Yeah, no, right? I
1: mean, yeah, it's just like, I know. love it. When I see
0: a, a fighter with an amazing defense, to stand in front of somebody and not get hit as they throw strikes at you yeah. is the most difficult thing in combat sports. Because someone's right in front of you. You right. know where they are. It's yeah. not like they're, they're hiding behind something. Right. They're or literally up. right yeah. in front of your face. You yeah. can reach out and touch them. And they're, you're throwing as fast as you can, punches right. and kicks and none of them are landing. How? When they're right in front of you. That's Mm. something, especially if you've trained and you know how difficult it is to defend one punch or one kick, to see somebody, you know, you see Canelo now in his prime slapping punches and rolling under punches. Oh, yeah. These are against the best boxers in the world that are trying to hit him. Right. So that's why it's so funny when, like, people watching, they always say things like, oh, I I could take Canelo, or I could take this. You know, they're a big guy, or they played – football in high school sure, or sure. they did whatever those
1: are like the, the best videos i'm sure you watched them oh, all too they're the best when people like, like that challenge real fighters they come or into coaches, the gym it's the best yeah they like, you've start never seen off, this like, on the, YouTube yeah list. just type in like you, and you go down the whole hill like mma versus everything and it's like awesome but like you'll get the jocks who wrestled in high school and mm-hmm. they'll come into the Jitsu school and yep. be like and say that yep and the coolest thing with Jitsu too and more mainly jujitsu i can attest to is like they will choke the shit out of you pretty quickly but they will really shake your hand and like explain why you shouldn't have done it that way and like be That's cool about it, it like be. yeah and uh maybe some other gyms would be a little harsher than others but from the experience i've had if you come correct and even if you don't if you get corrected pretty quickly yeah exactly and it's pretty hard to not be correct after you've been corrected right but you know it falls you fall in line pretty quick and you it's know, pretty awesome it's like great
0: Absolutely, it's really a martial arts. Will either, either you come in to the experience humble, or martial arts will very quickly humble yeah, you. Heck yeah, so a lot of people who have built up a, an ego facade. Yeah, they've built up this idea of who they are. Yeah, when they train and they realize that it's all bullshit, they even deluded themselves. Right, and they really realize like, oh my god, this. 120 pound woman I'm training with could beat my ass. Imagine what that means to a a a six foot two man who thinks he's an alpha male who's benching 200 pounds or whatever. And then he finds out uh, uh, a girl who's been training at my gym for a year would light him up, light him up, body shots. boom, and you wouldn't even know what to do. Right. That destroys your idea of who you are, and you have to be willing to come back the next day and realize, okay, I'm not who I thought I was, but I can be if I work at it. Right. A lot of people though. That takes them out. That's the filter. It's like, nope, I can't handle this. Let me go back. Maybe if once it's been long enough, I'll forget this happened, right. and I could build that ego uh, and that delusion yeah. back up again. I see that all the time. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the people I'm talking to are very cool in the sense if they work with people like about intimate things. I had a guy who recorded music. People, that's their art. Like their. That's the one I was
0: listening to. on Yeah, the way directly here. That was a good main.
1: Interview. Yeah, I had a great time with him. Yeah
0: and um this interview is way better though way better that okay, okay, guy's good. i'm oh, kidding. no no sorry oh
1: hey, uh, no next cool but uh <laughs> it's like you're working with people like i guess it could be different people can i don't know why people would go to a gym for bullshit reasons but like oh a lot
0: do there's yeah. a lot of bullshit reasons to come to a gym yeah you want to You fake it a lot of people want to honestly uh and i've had students and i've i've removed them from my gym i'll kick them out once i find out this some people want to learn how to fight so that they can abuse that the new power that they have. I really? know. it's Yeah. I, isn't that sick? Like I could I could think of a student. I wish I could say his first and last name. I'm almost about to, but I he's not. Doesn't a deserve it. Gym. He doesn't deserve that, that even that attention. Right. But um, I remember he was training and he was. Acting like he was so humble and so grateful. You know when somebody's like too nice and too much of a kiss ass? Sure, sure. She's like, what's going on here? It was that. I never fully trusted him. Yeah, Yeah, like act like my best friend from day one and Uh would always invite me, oh, come over, hang out, blah, blah. blah, Ask me questions, talking me up. It was too much. Sure. So then one day I uh, accepted. He would always invite me to come hang out. One day I'm like, okay, I go there, hang out at his place. And one of his friends goes to me, he's like, oh, man, I've seen insert name here, this guy in action. Uh I can only imagine what you're like. And I'm like, you've seen him in action. What do you mean? He's never yeah. competed. He hasn't, sure, fought. Sure. What do you mean, seen him in action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out this idiot has been basically going around like picking fights, like there's some old 80s, like sure, Patrick sure. Swayze movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picking fights with people and then
1: testing out what yeah, he learned. Beating and the
0: hell out of untrained people. Low kicking the fuck out of people. Pressing his stupid friends. Yeah. You know, like trying some fucking combos. I thought he was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't that's crazy. It. Huh. So that's why my gym. Try you know shameless plug phoenix sports empire no not even i was literally i was literally about to be like say the name you know, I, name. Had to, you know yeah. I had to um i decided that it would be a semi-private gym because that gives me the right to vet my clients yeah. they're not all vetting me which they should sure they come in and try it out see if they like i'm seeing if i like them it's a fit. i want them around my students i love my students it's like yeah. my friends i'm close with them it's i community them. we're a community yeah. you know we're a real team um I don't want the wrong attitude, the wrong toxic, you know, attitude. Some ultra aggressive person who's going to injure one of my students who I care about. I don't want that yeah, no, energy no. in the room, you know. So that's why I vet that because there are people like that. Unfortunately, there, there's always going to be that one, you know, person who wants to abuse this newfound. I mean, and, power. and
1: I'm sure. I mean, there are also going to be uh, people that are aggressive a little bit more aggressive than others, but obviously this case you're giving the example of is not that it sounds like it sounds like the Cobra Kai shit, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I I don't or like, like that. fight
1: club, but go out and fight ten people. Never,
0: like, never. I always tell my students and anyone who asks, avoid a fight. Run. If somebody calls me a name, yeah, I don't have to fight them. No. Right? If somebody pushes me against the wall and grabs me by the throat and cocks That's... their hand back, yeah, I'm gonna defend myself. Right. Like if someone's like, oh you're this or you're that or a slur or whatever. I mean the right, sure. slur might yeah, you know, yeah. make me throw You can a hit little, the combination yeah. and you might
1: get a combination. <laughs> exactly. I'd like to think I wouldn't do that, but no, don't. I, some I'll days hey, calm
0: myself down. I, mean, I yeah. always talk I believe that part of self defense, part of martial arts, is talking your way out of a situation too. Right. Because that's defense. That's self defense. Sure. Let me de escalate the situation and remove myself from the situation because I don't necessarily want to hurt this person right. either. I know I'll be okay and I'm gonna quote unquote win sure sure i think that comes with the confidence that's of it. doing that it's like knowing insecurity. like yeah exactly it's insecurity that makes you want to prove yeah. to a random person sure, sure. that you can beat them up you're better right. than them you're tough it's all projection yeah so you're, that's why fighters you're, you're a pussy
1: no i'm not right how dare you yeah I don't even know you. You're Or, like, you're a bitch. Right. <gasps> that's it. Not me. You don't say that. I'm not that. Yeah, exactly. I'm so
0: not that that I'm going <laughs> to beat you <laughs> up right now. You know what? I'm going to prove to you that <laughs> I'm not that. Oh, man. But, you it's, know, it's the tale is all it's time. It's messed up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what you want to avoid. And that's what you hope for is that martial arts and combat sports will, you know, it doesn't build character by your instructor being like some lordly figure who's above you telling you hey bow in the room bow to me show. no the hard work the um, the uphill like learning curve the time and discipline and dedication it takes to gain skill that's what makes you a better person. Mm-hmm. Being humble, helping others, sure. Helping the new person. Because you remember be a good how nervous you were on your first yeah, day. For and sure, how you didn't man. know anything and yeah. what's gonna happen. Am I gonna yeah. get hurt? Are they gonna punch me? Am right. I gonna be sore? Am I gonna have a black eye? No, you now it's your responsibility to help use yeah. that person yeah. into the process. So that's really what the martial arts and boxing will do for your character. Is you'll become a better person because you will be part of a community that's a positive community, a community that is pushing you, hey, like for example, my students, when they don't show up at practice, the other students will like, text them, hey, come on, you haven't been at practice for a week, is a everything comu- all right? A- like you, you're held
1: accountable. Accountable, right? yeah, a community with accountability. Exactly. Yeah. And it gives, especially like,
0: Remember when we were teenagers, there weren't too many fun things for you to do when you're not 21. Right, you know? sure. Like what? Can and you those do? things
1: you kind of just write off as drink and drinking, going out. Yeah, you know pretty what much, I mean? which is like the know, most positive way no, to spend your yeah, time. You, but exactly. this gives,
0: like, I have teenage students who, they're at the gym all the time. They yeah. love being at the gym. It gives them a purpose. It gives them something fun to do
1: after and school. And become friends with them, too, you know? Yeah. Like, there's nothing. I remember, I, I haven't seen them in forever, but <laughs> I remember this this uh kid we used to have parties or whatever and uh at the time i had like a little training room punching right. bag a mat and this guy was like dude what do you what do you do you know he's like i used to wrestle i'm like right okay and then at the time I'm like let's just fucking wrestle then and then i was like okay you good three one two i'm like Are "You for and we did and it was awesome right and i got him pretty good pretty quick but we did there get we go. a good tussle and we were running on and I was like but the point was is after you like try to like Russell someone to get someone like that's like the realest thing. You know them,
0: mm-hmm. like absolutely, and like you know them on a different level. Yeah,
1: right? like the realist
0: Yeah, there's yeah. no
1: faking. there like absolutely. And this kid, like I like, we were literally going like pr- maybe a hundred percent. Right. For, and like mm-hmm. that's not yeah. And it's just the connection. It sounds kind of weird in a way, but like no,
0: that's why after a fight, yeah, that's why it's very weird to see something like the Fury Wilder fight where yeah. the guys don't shake hands. Hate after. to see it. You hate to see it because once you've when you finish. When you're done with a fight, you and your opponent have gone through this experience together. Yeah. And that opponent will always be a part of your They'll life. They'll always be of kind story. of. Very, yeah, for if sure. They write your story. That opponent is part of your story. I can see. They're the most important thing. <sighs> you, yeah. You I, can,
1: I, I I hate to so, I hate to say it, but I can see, Dun- I can feel why Deontay Wilder, I don't know. I would. I don't agree with it I, at all. I know it's like that. But quote, like show hit, me a, a good, loo- uh, he's have to a good so loser He's do so I'll show you a loser. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. Silly quote like that. He's yeah, not good at losing. Yeah, he doesn't like it. He doesn't show me like a good loser, and I'll show you a good loser or right, something, something like that. Yeah, but like that's. It's just I was kind of. I have a. I have a really good imagination, and I was just really putting myself there, and it's like the road he's gonna have to take to come back yeah. to the top. And He's going to have to f- do a lot. Humiliation. This, yeah. this person That's was it. his
0: real rival. He, it wasn't just an opponent to yeah. him. They, He's going
1: to have to stomp Joshua, come back, do tons of other stuff, and then maybe he'll fight him again.
0: He'll have to yeah destroy everyone in his way in a yeah. very impressive way. He fashion. might do it, but he, he might, ain't doing it. The likelihood it to, is he, he will not. And even if he gets
1: back to Tyson Fury. Seems
0: he might, like he has his number. It might be.
1: Unless Tyson Fury... Does he comes past his prime, like sure. you know, everyone yeah, has a clock, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's clock is yeah. different. Which we should make a petition that if th- yeah, we'll give him like Tyson Fury. I can see him bouncing in like a little bit. Yeah, I think in a be way smart.
0: He's had a long linear. career. He's the linear heavyweight champion. You always he has to that. get Joshua though. I think that's a, a good fight. If Joshua had just beaten Usyk, even, that would have been a no-brainer. But even be, still, but still, if they did, it would be a still, they could. Yeah, they'll they'll get Joshua a win, and then they'll justify it. But they're shot. a stadium. Yeah, exactly. They got to. that They got, to, to. Make that fight they got
1: to. Yeah, it's, but they better because boxing sucks ass like that. Kind of like, <laughs> you know, obviously the Pacquiao Floyd. And uh, yeah, I mean, so there aren't
0: rivalries that were yeah. legendary like there were in previous generations. Right, right? Like we, uh, Whitaker
1: and fucking man boxing. I love boxing. You love boxing too. I love boxing. Yeah. I
0: love if. Training-wise, boxing is my absolute favorite out of all really? the combat sports to train. Really? Cool. That was going to be one of the questions Absolutely. if you lean towards it. It wasn't always like that. You used I, to
1: be the you're, – you're the original leg locker.
0: I loved leg locker. I still do to this day. It's like before my favorite. The Don,
1: before the Hare death squad. That's true. Fucking Rami was ripping everyone's <laughs> knee apart. That's true. Him and, and uh, Palharis is – fucking cousin basically
0: that's true <laughs> no uh, Paul,
1: i wouldn't give you that family lineage because no, no. he's, he's kind of he's, a jerk but
0: <laughs> i never held on to the leg no locks, yeah you i was fighting to. at that level yeah i so.
1: know but yeah the the leg locks were your thing back in the day
0: I've, I found them to be, again, because of my body and type. And the
1: butterfly sweep, which I hated. Yeah. yeah. I like the butterfly guard because it's good for a short person, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: have to fight according to your body type yeah. and figure out a style that you works gotta, for you.
1: What, I, what, I, what I, We never trained again, but what the, the, the way to kind of stop the butterfly is just to kind of get the – cinch their with their legs are kind of like this you know and just cinch them under their butt and just keep them there so they can't like move them out yeah, at all you have all. to keep your hips
0: yeah, a all lot the of way down you can't hips, give them any, any space and they that's can, like that's the
1: it. funnest thing like I know people don't understand you're like just sitting there and the next thing and you're like oh it looks like I'm moving now yeah like my I'm not where I thought I was going to be like two seconds from now
0: Jiu Jitsu is yeah. really interesting because you're not only controlling your own body but you also have to control uh, a resisting partner's yeah. body who's trying
1: not to be moved They're with like leverage to and momentum yeah. and timing, timing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. really cool it's yeah. very very cool it's like i watch it i mean i on instagram i waste so much time but like i literally say it all the time like jiu-jitsu is like knowing a code that the other person doesn't know yeah it's just i'm i'm gonna do these things and you're not gonna know how to stop it so yeah. i'm gonna do it and it's not and it's, it's beautiful not intu-
0: it's not intuitive yeah like when you watch boxing even at Casual person who's never been to a boxing gym, yeah. they can understand some of what's going on. They're sure. not going to understand the footwork, the feints, yeah, the fakes, yeah. the the setups, all of that. No, sure. they won't. But they'll get, okay, he's trying to hit him to the body because that tires him out. yeah well, Okay, if you hit somebody in the chin, that's where you can rock him. You know? yeah. But jujitsu and grappling, it's not intuitive. When you go to do jujitsu for the first time, you're going to do everything wrong right. and get tapped out a million times. Uh, it takes the actual technique and learning and understanding to be the breathing. Good at it. That's what I
1: learned. The oh, biggest thing, so the breath is. I mean, anyone that's ever seen like a, a child or not child, but like a teenager fight, it lasts for like two minutes because everyone's holding their breath, right? And the next thing you know, yeah. bleh, that's why I that's would throw it. up all. <laughs> I didn't know, and uh, but yeah, it's a huge part. But to go back to boxing, you would mm-hmm. say if. If you had to train one thing it would be the boxing? I love it. And I think it's because the sweet science.
0: I became obsessed with it because um you know I had one loss so far in my pro record and mm-hmm. it was due to strikes on the feet. Sure. Right? So after that, of course, okay, now I'm obsessed with boxing. I never sure, want sure. this to happen again. Right. I want to be the better striker than my opponent. Right. So I've spent the past 6 years really focusing on boxing. Nice. To the point where I'm finally starting to get people to ask me uh, if I'm a boxer, when they see like my Instagram, they see, and that's like the base, biggest biggest compliment. Looking Thanks, really man. good. Thank I mean, that's you. not I've me. Hard I mean, at it.
1: No, I mean, it's I feel silly saying that, but I judge. I wouldn't just lie, obviously. But even today, the video I reposted, it was like the ferocity on the last. You know, it's just, it just looks awesome. It looks thank great.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, shout out to uh, Coach Jaime Garza. He teaches at PSC every Monday night. He has a advanced boxing uh, training, and I've learned so much. I've been training with him. For the past six years, actually, since after I uh, had that loss, I've been working with him at least once a week, and I've learned so much. He's a guy who's been training martial arts literally longer than I've been alive. He was a champion fighter in the late '80s, early '90s. Really, he, was he a wears a tie shorts. Boxing champion. He always wears the tie shorts with his name on him. That's when you know somebody's a nice. badass when they have tie shorts with their name nice, on. And it's nice. like okay, you you have to be really good to have that. Like I don't have that yet. One day um i've learned a lot from him i've trained with different boxing coaches in the chicago area mm-hmm. even volunteering with god's gorillas which you had mentioned before yeah shout out then that's awesome yeah shout out god's gorillas um i've been introduced to a whole new network of boxers boxing coaches mm-hmm. trainers uh it's a really wonderful thing if you never heard of god's gorillas check them out they're a non-profit and they're, they're a good nonprofit. i know that word is like his bullshit connotation, now. yeah it's yeah. like okay no it's it's a good guy it's ricardo uh it's a good guy and his wife I, Getting her name, she's gonna kill me. But my friend Ricardo Holyfield, who yes is nice. related to oh, really? Evander, Evander Holyfield, nice yes, uh, legend, buys boxing gloves with his own money and gives them out free to kids and
1: that's, asks
0: boxing coaches to volunteer their time to hold pads. That's what's kids. up. That's what he does. He buys all his equipment. Like he is such a good guy and he really is trying to um, do his part to make Chicago a better place yeah, for kids. Me too. Up. I
1: mean, not just yeah, but that is what the reason I said me too is that. When I saw that on your page, that was probably one of the things I thought to myself. I mean, I said I thought to myself that is obviously fucking awesome and yeah. sweet. But I was like, dude, and here's the thing, the leading into it. I literally know you. right? So there's no there's no like disconnect. Right. You right. are doing that. Yeah. And it's like even though you're trained, like there's nothing that I can do the same thing. And should be doing the same thing. It's not out of the realm. It's like I could just literally been like, hey, let me go with and I'll hop. Right, help. right. And it's like, why am I not doing that? Yeah. Which is like, start doing things, which right. is like, thanks for fucking putting it out there to like make it seem oh, accessible thanks. in that regard. Thank you. And yeah. it really is. Giving back to the huge thing about this podcast is like <clears throat> bringing people together because everyone is just, we're already together. It's right. just a trick that we're not. Mm-hmm. But like in fixing this area and Chicago, like, I love that The youth You know what I don't know not, to, But either way It's just No yeah. that's
0: our responsibility And that's yeah. that's why and no one's doing it No 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 one and is a, just like, There's a, f- a lot of fake yeah. Phony attempts To I make s- change That are based on Nothing but image And optics And yeah. there's not real Tangible stuff going The only thing is by Groups of people Who are Banding together and doing things on their own, taking things into their own hands. Like, people in the communities in the South Side and on the West Side, it's the people that live there that are doing the most, more than any politician or any rich philanthropist person or any of the, you know, that bullshit. People doing shit, picking up trash, walking kids across the street, going to the schools, talking to people, action, not this fundraiser you go to a fancy dinner, $200 a play. Kiss my ass! I, that stuff, right. I, I I can't stand it. It's we need real action, and everybody needs to do something to make the community a better place. And wherever you're at, you know, make your community a better place. And it's our responsibility. These kids, once you see how happy they are when they learn some boxing, I remember positive
1: role models. Oh, it's incredible! Confidence. They love it. They're looking for it. They need it. They're dying That's for it. That's what is not going on. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not here to fucking figure it out, but I mean, it's pretty simple to me. Like. The youth needs a little guidance in oh, areas that need it,
0: and they need a place to direct oh. their energy, something to do. Yeah, right. You know, we, we have. Imagine, remember how much energy you had when you were a kid, dude. Run around, play all day, do yeah. this, ride your bike. Yeah,
1: ride my bike f-
0: for years. Right, and if you're not in an environment where that's
1: okay, available and okay, Be available, you or, have all this
0: energy. Yeah, you, know, you need to. You need to put it towards something. You might as well put it towards boxing, dance, painting, art, music, reading, anything. It doesn't matter what. You know, it's it's just so important, and that's why, come or not come, be sorry. Organizations like God's Gorillas are so cool because they do make a difference. I've seen it, like their their events. One of them was on CBS, like a reporter. Shout out to Jermont Terry he was now nice, one of my nice. clients. I trained him. Nice, I met him because he did a story about God's Gorillas. Nice, and uh, it's growing. It's so cool to see somebody like Ricardo who's doing this from the goodness of his heart because he loves his city and loves his people. Um, and has had met family who have died from, you know, gun violence, violence yeah. in Chicago, he wants to do something about it. And, of course, he's only one person, and, you know, that's why it's important we all do our part. There's no superheroes. There's no, you know, we can't just put it all on certain individuals. We all have to do something, and that's how we make, you know, this city a better place. We all have to contribute a lot to make uh, the city a better place.
1: I just never understood why <coughs> change has never been implemented. It's like, I don't know. I I always thought, it, like, it took a while for me to realize it's not getting taken care of, I guess. Yeah. Like, and I know it sounds kind of naive in a way to, like, I don't know if it's that hard to figure out. I don't know. I know it sounds broad, and it sounds like I kind of know, and I kind of, you know, do know, I guess. But, like, I don't understand... And it makes me think about, not to go in a weird way, but like into the Illuminati and shit, they don't want shit to change. Oh, shit. Which goes into the same kind of thing we were talking about earlier with Palestine. Like, sometimes it's just like things are fucked up for a reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like,
0: it's not accidental that yeah, like, certain I mean, things are the way they are. Yeah,
1: and like, obviously people been, you know, saying they need help for, you know, ever, for, and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I just don't get it. And I'm tired of hearing about how no one's helping anyone, mm-hmm. and I don't know. That's our job as a fucking people, the humanitarians, to help people that can't. I'm not, I'm not even going to say they can't help themselves. I'm never going to even feed into that. It's just everyone should do their part to make this world like enjoyable for everyone.
0: Absolutely, and specifically for people who, like me, can make a living through combat sports and martial arts. Sure you you have a too. debt to society yeah. right because people are supporting you people are you know without my students and my clients i wouldn't be able to survive i wouldn't i depend on them sure. right so if we're lucky enough to make a living teaching martial arts or fighting or yeah. whatever it is you need to do something back you need to right it's a it's a cycle it's a circle because every martial artist every successful fighter has had somebody who mentored them, who helped them, who guided them, you know, with very few exceptions.
1: MMA fighters are cool like that, too. You know, Dustin Poirier does, like, that cool thing. Yeah, he's big into that. You know, all that kind of stuff, Uh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's – and, you know, that's one good thing about social media, and it doesn't even matter if people do it for a fake reason maybe because it's still getting done. I don't appreciate that, but, like, yeah, it's it's nice to see people doing what they can. It's inspiring. And boxing and – Especially
0: boxing. That look at the history of boxing in the U.S. It's traditionally been a sport that has been mostly practiced by working class right. or poor working class people. Right. Because it's one, it doesn't require a lot of money to participate in It's not sure. like hockey, right, which – ring time thousands of dollars pads, from what i understand yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah no right. i yeah uh boxing you need gloves you need a jump rope hand wraps i mean you could oh my and that's boxing generally charge like six dollars a month they they didn't know how to these people weren't in the business to try to make tons of money and be rich. right right these were people who wanted to pass on boxing to others a lot of old school boxing just right. lived in the back of the gym a lot of them were broke and destitute like these are people He's who going marty Iraq. yeah exactly right that image of that mickey yeah, trainer is yeah, based bum. on a reality right that's coming from that's somewhere I did so good yeah you did really good uh great flick so yeah it's something that's uh for poor and working class people to practice a sport that doesn't require a lot of money there's not a big barrier to entry right right so now you see boxing very popular now with like middle class and upper middle class people right so it's still important that boxing is accessible you know there should be free programs for kids to participate in boxing and that's why coaches like me who are working in more affluent areas like naperville and lyle sure you need i need to balance that out like yeah i have clients who could afford to pay you know good money to get private lessons and this sure, and that, sure. but i also should be going to the west side that affords you the kids. ability to do exactly that exactly right exactly yeah. right so that's why that's the the circle the circle you know, of life there you go. lion king right yep. lion elton king, john king.
1: Shout out to Elton John. Elton John and M. MMM. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, mama.
0: <laughs> Elton John just said that a uh, young dog is better at freestyling than M and that's made huh. uh, headlines in the hip-hop community. Really? It was such a random comment from Elton John to...
1: <laughs> Elton John, so, yeah, huh? Yeah, Starting beef expert, in the streets.
0: Yeah, Young Thug and Eminem now Might have some I like issues.
1: to think like The quick second I had That I've processed that That like Some marketing guy Was like hell Elton John I got a good one for you. Oh it. I
0: mean it, it worked perfect Exactly It worked perfect I
1: mean he probably made Like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars like listening people to People are arguing well, No Eminem
0: way better At freestyle You see all the people Getting like really yeah. upset And passionate yeah. about it so Yeah
1: like, And then they listen To Benny and the Jets Yeah it's a good Good song actually Elton John is great My parents used to listen To Elton John Hell yeah He's pretty cool yeah. he uh has crocodile rock which is awesome Oh uh, what's that which was like that? this uh i remember back when i was young dun, 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 me and Susie had so much fun Huh. Yeah, I don't know. If Old I know school that. Chevy, at the place of her own. You, would, if you heard okay, it, okay, I'm it, gonna you, check it. It's out. a good, okay. it's a jam. It's it's a bop, as the kids say. Is Elton John involved with this
0: podcast? In he, terms of the business side of things,
1: uh, he's, he's, uh, yeah, an unsolicited <laughs> or a un unmasked, uh, it's like an angel investor. Type of yeah, thing? yeah, exactly. Okay, unmasked or unmarked investor.
0: Okay, unmarked, no marks on him right now. Not yet. R- in regards not to this Podcast, not okay. currently.
1: Okay, got it, got it. But uh, he seems cool. He's he's from England, which you know. There you go. I guess I trust them. Well, I mean, I don't because they gave Palestine to the Zionists. Oh, yeah, so fuck those. <laughs> yeah, the Oslo Accords, those fucking Oslo dickheads.
0: <laughs> so you really did a lot of research about Palestine, if, if the people can't see, obviously, but there's pages and pages of notes. The, I really just... thought that was really – I was so happy with that. You saw I reposted that as soon as uh, you made that really cool reel because that really meant a lot to me that you would take the time to research and learn this much. I told you I mean this. Journalists for – CNN don't do this type of research on Palestine before they speak because they say the same dumb talking points I've heard for 25 years, the same stupid stereotypes. So you actually did research. I,
1: I appreciate that, but you also, in the same breath... I didn't say it when you were speaking, but I was like, you know, it's funny. I didn't see that little bit of information online when I was doing that. Right. I thought that like three times. Right. Just, and I was like, uh huh, odd. I didn't catch that part. <laughs> and it was like a huge... I'm like, huh, it's weird how that works. Right, right. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, in the same breath as doing the charity work, me, someone that hasn't done my part, so to speak, or me, whatever, uh, you should... I have the opportunity to do something. Absolutely. You know, and you're a good fucking person. And there's no way, I mean, I wouldn't be, not to sound like lame, but the person I am, whatever. But like even the last year with the enlightenment from, you know, what happened since 2020, uh, the conflict again, obviously, he's like opened my eyes to a lot of things. And you used to, you post the links and the pages and, you know, I would read them every time and yeah so i mean i i don't know it's just it it it, it felt like, like i i said to go back a little bit you're a good enough person i trusted that this is obviously something that needs to be out there more than it should be and it's the least i can do obviously
0: no i i appreciate that and that and that's it's so interesting because even the words that we say and i i used to say stuff like this too like oh you know oh the the conflict right it's like that kind of Gives us an idea of two equal forces right. kind of at odds. Yeah, you're right. Really, you're, right. Is, you're right. The reality is, and I and you, I know you say that with best intentions. No, but you're a, right. You are right. Because the reality is, I'm
1: conditioned to even. It's not. It's, it's makes not sense. that. That's how most of the literature exactly. you read. Yep. That's how it's going to yep. address it's it. It's a good example. Yep. Thank you.
0: Um, we, we, it's important that we call it the reality, which is it's an ethnic cleansing and genocide of an indigenous population. So. If people wonder, oh, what would I have done? You know, people now, for example, feel so badly for Indigenous Americans. Rightfully so. Sure, we sure. Have great pain. We should feel great sadness for what they went through the and tried to do our best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they lost everything. Yeah. But now it's happening to Indigenous people, Indigenous Palestinians, and it's funny, like how the world is silent. And in fact, I remember our uh, Palestinians will often say, like. We thought the world. Once we let them know what was going on, that the world would step in and put a stop to this. Right, right. They thought all they had to do is like, hey,
1: they this are taking on. our
0: houses. They're showing up and killing people, Bulldozing killing kids, our fucking houses, to, doing the s- s- most disgusting things to to human beings that you know that's ever been done in history. It's up putting up fucking borders, else. everything, and the world didn't step in. In fact, the world stepped in to help the people committing the genocide. The world stepped in to give them. Billions of dollars. Right. The world stepped in to volunteer their time, energy, and resources into them, and left us on our own with with nothing, without even an army, without even uh, the means. Nothing. Yeah, we the have means. Th- I the- mean, when you see Palestinians throwing rocks, yes, it's brave, but it's also tragic yeah. that people are left with no choice but to pick up a stone because that's the only mean they have. Means they have to physically resist people committing an ethnic cleansing and a genocide of their people, and they'd rather throw a rock than sit and, you know, sit and die. I'd rather throw a rock than sit and wait well, for I them mean, to well, take me. Well, I mean, it's
1: me. not even a question. I mean, you what know. are you going to do? You're pushed against the wall. Absolutely. And you know what that made me think of? Just saying that analogy is... uh and this might be corny, but David and Goliath.
0: I agree. Because yes, he, he had the rock. You know what I mean? He hit him with the rock. Whenever people bring that up, the first thing I say... You no know, it's kind of like the wrong
1: like, no, history thing, saying, but, but like... No,
0: I know what you're saying, but I know what you're saying. It's, tip- it's the classic
1: underdog story.
0: Right. It absolutely is.
1: And they had the same thing. The mm-hmm. same like... The slingshot, right? Yeah, the right?
0: slingshot. And that's what we use. Yeah. And this is the land where that story and this religion was created is where we're yeah. from. How, you know, almost ironic that that's what's happening. Yeah. And And... Oddly uh, enough, David Dawood is the older form of David. Dawood really, is David
1: nice before David? One is, of the questions was, "Can you explain your name a little bit?" There it is. So nice. Dawood
0: is an old, old name. It it became like you know Westernized as David, but it's truly Dawood. So That's like it,
1: you can basically call yeah every year. So
0: Dawood versus Goliath, essentially. Right,
1: nice, <laughs> and then you are the giant, so it's kind of yeah, like crazy. It's many levels, it's like inception crud, at this man.
0: Point. Yeah, so no, you're you're right. It's the underdog story, and if people would have, people sometimes wonder, like, oh, what would I have done if the Holocaust was going on and I was alive, or what would I have done during apartheid in South Africa? What would I have done sure. if I was around when the indigenous uh, Native Americans were being brutalized and massacred? Well, now there is a genocide happening, right. and what you are doing now defines your place in history and who you are as a person. And even things like speaking out, sharing things, learning more. These are the steps because once we educate people about what's actually happening, good people, unless they're heavily indoctrinated, they're going to be
1: like, oh, no, that's horrible. Dude, that's the way I feel about the world and, like, I not – i'll say it about myself that's something i feel like i'm very good at i can do is just put the information in front of people and be like listen
2: yeah
1: and it's just like i don't know it's either two ways for me like you i mean it's this is broad statement but like Mm -hmm. you understand what i'm putting in front of you right because i would do it like a good way right like this like you know this is what's going on in palestine boom 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 right what the fuck are we doing right and then, Mm -hmm. then it's like if people don't understand or answer i can see where they're coming from right and it's just like I don't know. It kind of seems like, which segues to me, like to this question, because I hate when I watch documentaries and I hate listening to conversations and they talk about this or not this or that, but like opt or issues, but they don't have any type of like, maybe I hate to say it or put the pressure on the question, like a solution, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. And like, you know, this is good to talk about. I know it's, I know it's kind of like a big, yeah, a lot of things because from what I learned, there's a lot of there's a couple. They've tried to like kind of come together before, but and rightfully so because I don't know the options. I only thought mm-hmm. of them so many way. Uh, uh, the one side of the Palestinians are saying, you know, for paraphrasing, you know, we'll we'll make peace, but we're not going to recognize this land. Mm-hmm. Like it's our land. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to fucking make this deal because it's not like your land. Oh yeah, to make it's the deal.
0: asinine to do so. So a it's minute, like someone took your house robbed you, took your house at gunpoint, kicked you out, and you come back, and they're like, okay, okay, listen. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. You get half the house, we get half. Yeah. You'd be like, rightfully so, get the fuck out of my house. Right. And that's the overwhelming majority of Palestinians right. feel this way.
2: Right. As get they Get the fuck I mean,
0: out of my house.
2: Right.
0: Now, Palestinians, because they are forgiving, you know, there are many Palestinians are forgiving yeah. and sure, loving sure. people, uh, they will tell you, okay, we will dismantle this system of apartheid sure. that you have created of course uh-huh. and those who want to help us dismantle this system and stay here and live in peace and don't want to oppress us stay
1: right. even if
0: you're from europe even if you came from hungary you came from Aust- austria you came right, from right. if you want to live side by side with us and not oppress us right and not take anybody's home or not take you know you want to live amongst us yeah right. that's fine Right? So not every Palestinian is like, oh, okay, once we dismantle this, you're all out of here and fuck you. We're going right. to slaughter you all. No, that's not the idea. The idea it, is it wasn't like their, that before. No, people just want their, their homes back. Yeah. People want their garden back. I mean, what people we talked their, about
1: the main beginning of this conversation is we are them. Yeah, absolutely. This is us. Uh, this is us. These so are it's our like people it's not we this can't is happening see Exactly.
0: To. These are fellow human beings who right. are suffering, who need our help regardless of where we come from and our culture. This is an a, a issue that needs the world's right. attention. So the solution is you can never live side by side with your oppressors and it be peaceful. Right. So, for example, let's use South Africa as an example. There was apartheid there, a system of apartheid there officially in place by Europeans who came and were ruling over the indigenous people. The solution to that was not to create split South Africa up in two and say, okay, one side's going to be the apartheid side and the other side is going to be the indigenous South African side. No, instead... They dismantled the system of apartheid, and it's back to just being South Africa. And that's what needs to happen in Palestine. It happened in Algeria. France took over Algeria for hundreds of years, colonized Algeria. And after, I believe, 240 years, 200 years uh, plus, Algeria fought for their independence, and France no longer is colonizing Algeria. So Palestine is just another story of a colonized people that will fight and win, and gain back control of their land. That's going to be the end game. So it has to be that way because all people were always welcome in a free and liberated Palestine and will continue to be welcome in a free and liberated Palestine. Palestine is not a Muslim country. Palestine is not a Christian country. Palestine is not a Jewish country. Palestine is secular and has people from all different faiths living there peacefully, and that's what will be after the racist apartheid system in the country that is called israel which again is not recognized by most palestinians we refer to them as our occupiers because we don't recognize this country it's ours it's still ours it's our land it's our home it's our garden we could point to you and say some palestinians have the original key to their house they say this is the key to my house and i can't go back there some couple from brooklyn lives there now because apparently they're settlers. the rightful owners settlers settler colonialists right people who come who have never who are nothing to do with palestine that
1: makes my fucking blood boil yeah
0: who take like who literally are in my grandparents house right now in my father's home right now It's people from europe somewhere or people from the u.s someone from literally from brooklyn it's, did you actually know that i mean we know it's europeans yeah. that are not no, 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 no. But I, I, I thought, don't know I thought, the original story. No, 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 right. no. I didn't mean, like, did you know? No, I
1: mean, like, did, I thought, like, for one second, oh, like, like, you I found out exactly. who actually no, fucking went there. I would never there. want to find out. No, no, no yeah, because, yeah, I, that's. That, would, yeah, that was pretty intense mad. for one second, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but that's it's the in, idea, right? But no, I mean, it should be intense. That's mm-hmm. the way. I mean, that's the fucking fact of what's going on. That I mean, yeah. whatever the semantics are, it doesn't change what you just said.
0: This is a reality. No one, it doesn't matter whether you're the strongest Zionist supporter in the world. What I said is a reality. You
1: know what sucks ass now that I'm thinking about it is, like, there's, like, I'm just we're going to be truthful. It's, like, the Palestinians are so understanding, and they're, like, oh, let's kind of make a deal, you know? And then they're, like, and then the deals are shitty, and then they get fucking aggravated, and they're, like, well, we're going to fuck you up, and, you know, which it is what it is, and whatever the name's group, the, the group of the name is, but, like, and then they're written off as, like, terrorists. Of course. And they're, like, well, see? Mm-hmm. See? And, like, it's, you know... Not to be redundant, but like, what do you expect?
0: Any any country, even under international law, forget what's morally and ethically right in our opinion. Under international law, any occupied country has the right to resist with force to their occupiers. This is legal under international law. Right. And because Palestine does not have an official army or na- navy or air force, it's normal, everyday people who create either groups or on their own. Some of these kids throwing rocks are just kids throwing rocks. Some are groups that meet and they're like, okay, we got to do this, this, and that. But by law, we have the right to fight and defend ourselves because we're facing a military occupation and we have no military. So it's going to be regular people that fight. They're not terrorists. Quote, unquote, extremists. Of course. It's so funny that Palestinians are terrorists when the IDF will literally bomb orphanages, schools, hospitals,
1: What, who's a terrorist? You know what? One thing I learned about Hamas, which is like awesome to like what I will probably tell everyone, is one of the first things they did is set up social services. Well, th- first of all, they were won they was elected. Are by you the gonna people. get killed
0: for saying anything good about Hamas, by the way? The few, you, this Dude, no, 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 to, we're changing. no, and
1: I'm, I'm, I'm with
0: you, but this is like, this is very brave for you. For Dude, this, you is to say. This, this is the truth. This is the fucking truth. Facts. You're absolutely right. This, this is, is the is, truth. Hamas is democratically elected in, by the in Gaza people. to. Govern Rezit Yeah But we view them As terrorists Of course Because they act Against our interests That's it Yeah It's not on a moral Or ethical thing They set up thing. social
1: Fucking services Of course
0: It's a political group Like They're, they're not, military I mean I can't speak For the,
1: services But mm-hmm. like When I read that I was just like How are you gonna be elected And set up shit For the people And then be like In the same breath And it, it, it I don't know Like I said I keep saying The word redundant Because I wanna get to some I don't know I mean you know what I mean I don't want to say solution Because it makes me feel like Kind of a fucking asshole To say that
0: No but there needs to but be like, a, a, a response to what is happening now There needs to be You're right This is Because this is a problem Genocide is a problem Yeah So for a problem you need They fucking s- Some fix like for this Like
1: simple just Not to sound simple But like the things What I would Dude it's like fucking None of my It's so silly You take down the fucking border At Gaza like mm-hmm. what the fuck are the we wall, doing? You're yeah.
0: trapping people. They're living in a prison, dude.
1: The number one, yep. like first, like before we even get to the terms, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know because it seems like I don't want to say it seems like that sounds messed up, but like in the other, it's Gaza and New Jordan. The, so, up, the other one, the one north,
2: or West co- Bank.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. West Bank. West sorry, Bank. they have like the PLO up there.
0: Mm-hmm. So the PLO is now the Palestinian Authority. So the PLO started off as an actual resistance organization that was a secular group, and basically it they meant were a liberal
1: for organization for pa- people. Yep,
0: Palestinian Liberation Organization. Liberation, sorry. Yep, so no, but you're right. It was a secular, progressive group who had women at the forefront in leadership roles. It was completely secular, and its goal was the liberation of Palestine.
1: Yeah, they were willing to be like— they were trying to be
0: cool with Israel. In they made—in 1993, I believe, they started, which many Palestinians— became very upset and felt betrayed by this right. when Yasser Arafat you know Yasser Arafat who was the head of the PLO met with Israel and agreed to a two-state solution of right. course Palestinians like me do not accept this and will forever hold that asterisk next to his name like you sure. betrayed us you sure. know but now they've become the Palestinian Authority um, and that's basically like They're pretty much not pretty much. They are directly under the control of Israel and they do Israel's bidding. So like the Palestinian Authority will arrest Palestinians on the IDF's behalf. The Palestinian Authority will even kill Palestinians. What does the IDF stand for again? The Israeli Defense Force. Okay. Okay. So what, just so okay. So yeah. Palestinians will always call it the IOF, the Israeli Offense Force, because okay. just the, even the name is a marketing tool. You see, sure, sure. Israeli we're here Defense. to defend. We're just defending, we're defending Israel against yeah, right, these, right. you know, terrorists. It's right. it's insane. It's the Israeli Offense Force. Because they go right. and snatch Palestinians. They go and bomb schools like we talked about. Right. So um yeah, the Palestinian Authority will, does the bidding of our occupiers. So they're like uh a treasonous, traitorous organization that is completely controlled by Israel. And it's a very much a completely different organization than the PLO was originally, which was a political organization, but that was fighting for Palestinian liberation.
1: And they were not under the control. Of they got bought Israel, off, huh?
0: Basically. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep.
1: And I was thinking this earlier, too. And I was like, it's, this is all just, this is probably, I mean, I don't, I didn't do all the research, but it's just like, you kind of think of, you just think it'll just be broad the con- people that own the conglomerates mm-hmm. and like the ethnic culture they have or whatever. I'm trying right. to be broad. It's like right. makes they have a lot of fucking money. Yeah, like the most money. Oh yeah, the most. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, that I bank mean, it- is that bank is going to be fucking rolling. So it's like. And people, I don't know. It just seems like that's, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to change the fucking, how to, t- the str. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. I how don't do know, because I- in the one breath, mm-hmm. in the one breath, like, right. it's it, before you got to the part where, like, they kind of fucking are doing bullshit, I was like, I can see why they'd be like, fuck, let's just make a fucking deal, mm-hmm. and hopefully, like, it'll be like, it'd be better than this, right? Right,
0: right, than living on Like, dirt. it'd be like,
1: at least we'll, mm-hmm. like, potentially have peace maybe or some shit but like you know it didn't obviously didn't turn out that way
0: no and that's why it was a mistake in retrospect because your oppressors if they feel they are superior to you and better than you and that they uh, what's yours belongs to them they will never live side by side with you peacefully right that's like saying nazis and jewish people should live side by side in Germany together instead of the whole system of you know, the Nazi party and what they had implemented should be completely dismantled. That's the answer, right? Imagine saying like, oh, no, 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 no. You guys need to come up with something. Come on, figure it out. Stop fighting. Like, that's what it sounds like to indigenous Palestinians when you say, okay, figure out a way to live side by side by the people who massacred your people, who commit genocide, who believe that what's yours is theirs. Like. I can't. That's not my
1: neighbor, right? Right. That's right. not what a neighbor like, does. like, or uh-huh. I mean, it's just, it's just the fucking, it's just, it's like you can do that, or you can just, you know, kind of keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. like, not good.
0: No, it's not good. It's not good. And in history, there's been the many land examples. over there
1: is so odd. It's, not there. I'm just talking about the land we kind of talked about earlier, like what goes on over there. Again, it's and so
0: important know. to so many different groups of people, and that's what that's why Palestine has to be. A group or sorry an area where people from all over the world and all different faiths can live yeah. peacefully and be okay with each other like they were for a lot of palestine's history right but the way that things are going now you cannot have one group or one religion say this is ours right that's silly this yeah. area is important to many groups of people right muslims jewish people christians and secular folk just because right. they're indigenous They don't have to be religious to have Palestine be important to them. They could be from there. If your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather lived there and you live in the same place, it's important to you no matter what your religious beliefs are. And if you lose that and you lose that history, like, for example, the British have the Palestinian family records. I don't don't have my family records. We don't know the history before, let's say, my great-grandparents. That's it. Hmm. We don't have anything. You can't all get of that. those motherfuckers. No, it doesn't exist. It's that's it. It's gone. And they don't. You think they cared about it when, like everything has been taken from us. They take our history, our identity. They co-opt our food and start acting like it's their food, right? right. You go to a quote unquote Israeli restaurant and they'll serve, you know, hummus and falafel. Like these are, our foods and they're acting like they're there. It's, it's mind boggling.
2: It's
1: disgusting.
0: Mind-blind. I'll go to a restaurant and I'll be reading, it, and it'll say, oh, salmon with broccoli with Israeli couscous. And I'm like, couscous is Moroccan. What is Israeli couscous? That's like saying, you know, French sushi. Like, it <laughs> doesn't make sense. Right. This has a history. Words have meanings. Like, how is this Israeli? Israel is a fake country that's only been in existence since, you know, uh, yeah, recent history. 48. Like, how is this their food? Couscous has been around before Israel was a thought in anybody's mind. Like, but, so that's what they do. It's a cultural war just as much as it's a war of actual physical well, violence. Well, it leads
1: back to like what I said about the conglomerates mm-hmm. and like the narrative, I mm-hmm. guess it would be.
0: So important. That's why they Dude. take the food. That's why they take the culture. That's why they act like Palestinian dances, they'll call them Israeli dances. You know what's disgusting that
1: reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, when people, like, old kings would go conquer land. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't just take their shit. They would take all their families. Mm. They would take their fucking high royalty families and change their whole ethnic whatever, like, Ah, i see they wouldn't yeah they wouldn't yeah they'd change the f- fabric of their society yeah, they take like a saying. french duke and take them to, take him to germany and be like well now guess what your family's german now ah, i it's see like some secret weird that. deep shit wow. like that yeah like strange they know like well i mean what i would say to learn is like you have to let people put themselves in cages i mean mm. you, you, that's the bad way to do it the mm. quicker way to do it but like you people are gonna resist you and it's They figure out ways to. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. The way, yeah, it's.
0: It's, it's, It shouldn't be. I don't think it's truly human nature to really want to dominate and oppress people. No, it's evil. That's that's that's
1: why good. It's a good example. It's why good will always defeat evil. Evil conspires. Mm -hmm. Evil wants the power. Mm but good doesn't they just they're hanging out mm-hmm. they're just doing their own thing mm-hmm. so like you know evil will conspire and build all these things that's why good has to come and lighten the game right. and it will always defeat it
0: right right so it's, right. it's
1: just pe- po- evil people want to consume power and mm-hmm. good people don't care yeah but it's the thing of good and evil and dark and light mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can have as much darkness as you want you can have a black the blackest room in the galaxy you flicker one little light that room is not dark anymore. It's just a low form of light. It's it's just it gets in, converted in, instantly, and there's no way for you to put a black room into a fucking white right, white room. You know, f- still analogy, but I don't know. I don't know what we you know. Like I said, I would love the one thing I noticed, which is really hard not to segue. woodwear, is like there's the West Bank, and then uh, Gaza, and there's like everything between them. Like how are you supposed to unite if the whole fucking?
0: Oh yeah, I mean they're separating Palestinians on like purpose. Like you right? know that's, that's like, like
1: a, divide and conquer. Absolutely, in a way. yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, I, 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 just to be honest, I was like, I don't know. I just to throw all the ideas. What if? I mean, this is obviously just against you, but like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess South, North, and South Korea. Like, what if it... I, that, that that's just like that leaning, should all be one unified exactly, Korea too, ex- right? Yeah.
0: That's how. That's the answer. That's what course. I'm
1: saying because I, I kind of knew the answer when I was mm-hmm. asking. It was like.
0: The answer is Would because you? the West made North, North and South Korea, not Korea, right? right. The West divided. Like, right.
1: This is all
0: like Palestine, Yeah. Uh, Western intervention. Sure. Stay out of other people's business. Fuck That's yeah. like we we have no right. Imagine if Palestinians came here like, you know what? Actually, the border of Lockport and blah, blah, is going to be here. Yeah. What? What do you do? This has nothing to do with well, you. Well,
1: I always said this, too, and I think it's a movie called like uh War or something, you know, whatever the stupid movie is, but like if China decided... Was like, hey, we're gonna come over there and like do what we want. They like, I think they have like more people mm-hmm. and like more money, more and more resources means at this point to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely, like to, if they physically to do that, maybe that's why you never and, want like, the world to be a battle
0: of oh, dude, who's the strongest cause Cause if, and they run because it's know, not always time, going to be you. By the way,
1: at the time George Bush was our president, and uh, everyone was like openly would talking shit about Bush, mm-hmm. and they could be over, and be like, see, you guys, you guys hate your president, right? We'll come over there and fix it, yeah. and then like. Mm-hmm what we we would all be shooting each other in the streets not each other but like we'd be f- no i know what you mean it's like it the cause, same yes. we do that to everyone
0: yeah we'll go kill their leader put in a leader that wants to play ball and will work with us and kind of do what we say and we don't care what happens to the actual local population like that's okay whatever that's your problem now you know it's it's fake it's especially it's infuriating when we act like we want to help or liberate people right and that's why we're going over there like right. look at libya you know we killed Gaddafi... And now Libya, which had the highest standard of living in all of Africa when Gaddafi was the leader, now is one of the worst places to live in Africa. And under Gaddafi, Libya had an economic surplus, Mm -hmm. meaning their economy had not like us. The U.S. were in massive debt, which seems like it's never inescapable. Libya had a surplus; they didn't not just not have debt. They had extra money in really? their country. Yes. What was
1: the what were, do you know what they are exporting by chance? They
0: had lots of natural resources that were very valuable, like gold. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty sure like all the
1: cell phone shit comes out of there too. I think.
0: There, I don't know the the, the detail. I'm sure, sorry. I know. You I'm might sorry, be, I know uh, no, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe you're right. I, yeah. I need to learn more about that. But um, they they were just very had a lot of natural resources, and ran their country very well. Um, University was free all the way up to medical school. So if you have Hmm. the intellect and ability to be a doctor, okay, you're a doctor. Married couples would get once you get married, you'd get like a cash payment, like okay, here to start your life. That's smart. I mean, it was high literacy rate. It was a well-run country. Was Gaddafi a ideal political leader? No, but I can't think of one ideal political leader that I know of. You know, maybe somebody else can name a president that's a quote unquote good person i've sure, never sure. seen that in my lifetime right i'd love to be introduced to that mm-hmm. so no he was not perfect but libya was in a much better place then than it is now and that's again even the strongest supporter of intervention will say yes you're right because in libya now there's horrible atrocities taking place that
1: happens with us everywhere though we uh, did that i mean not us but like you know us we did it to i mean through the weapons of mass destruction shit which you know, whatever. In Iraq's
0: whole history, which I mean, Iraq has had one of the oldest histories. Mesopotamia. Per, yep. I love
1: Iraq. The oldest. Sumerians, Jewish,
0: dude. Oldest Jewish uh, group was from Iraq. Um, the oldest, like, basically example of Judaism being practiced is in what's in modern day Iraq. You know, um, I mean, that whole area, like we've talked about, is right. very important to all three religions. So also some of the oldest libraries. These are all destroyed now, and. Uh, it's just so it just doesn't make any sense that the regular Iraqi people would pay, oh, so my point was there was never in all of Iraq's history longest history out of mm-hmm. almost any place in the world, never one suicide bombing or att- since we intervened now it's commonplace suicide bombings, bombings in general what do you attacks. think that,
1: why why do you think America keeps fucking everything up? I mean do we get do we make money from all this shit or what
0: because it's very beneficial for uh, like the war machine few or something? companies there's many companies who are attached to this like General Electric makes sure. you know weapons or makes planes I mean a lot of companies are benefit I mean look at personally how much Dick Cheney benefited financially from the Iraq war his right. company Halliburton right? Right, right, right how much they benefited how much other comp you just have to look to who benefits that's it anything you want to find out the the meaning behind something look to who benefits
1: sure that's what i'm trying to figure out really
0: there's some corporations that truly benefit from war they have contracts with the government and when there's a war they make tons of money they have lobbyists the lobbyists are you know funding politicians it's all a a circle or a cycle of money and a very small few benefit and the very large majority suffers but who cares as long as the few yeah. remember the good old boys club sure, like george sure. carlin said there's a there's a club in america and you ain't in it and you ain't in it yeah. and i'm not and you're not and nope. no one i know is in it nope. even the staunchest supporters and this right. and that, you're not in it. it doesn't it's not for you yep. right so it's for them
1: we're the players of squid games
0: yeah exactly right yeah. oh absolutely yeah absolutely even That's though those exactly cool
1: gold hats were cool mm mm-hmm. mhm which I hope not to see any of them at Halloween. You or know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's already going to be, yeah. It's yeah be but, nice uh, man, yeah, I was yeah, thinking that's that it. for sure. Yeah, we, we
0: don't care. We just want to further our interests, and we don't care. Do you, think, do you think we really cared about Iraqi people? Like, are you kidding me? The average, you ask anybody here to point to Iraq on a map, unless in a, in a map that's not labeled already, they're not going to be able to point it out. I will bet everything on it. We don't care about Iraqi people. We don't care. Operation Iraqi Freedom is what we call sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, what a yeah. joke. Operation this is all was even marketing war. and propaganda. And we always make fun of other countries who are, you know, with their propaganda, which is, yeah, sometimes it's hilarious. Yeah. But we do it too. Yeah. Like every major power does it. And that's the thing is it's not that you pick on the U.S. It's all the major players that do this like we are no better than anyone else we do the same things in many 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 ways we are much worse because we hold the most power and we abuse that power and yeah. that's the issue cultural
1: of you know uh significance we have over the world is pretty outstanding
0: I mean yeah we have the most military bases in the world we have like you know we're ruling with the iron fist and the thing is every empire has an inevitable downfall every empire it, you will not be in power forever it's imp- the mongolians were the most the mongols were the most powerful group that had most of the world
1: goddamn mongolians now, genghis french, khan right look yep. at
0: n- under napoleon the french had the majority of the world under their control napoleon was no, a, dickhead, a, dickhead, he was a dickhead yes he
1: was 1793 he, he tried he, he originally yeah was like hey wow, hey you hey, really know your stuff. hey you jews you want this land they're like what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about dickhead that was in
0: 1799
1: he yeah. to. that's you're
0: absolutely <laughs> right yep exactly right Short exactly pitch. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god! Yeah. How do you not uh, like have to pee when you do these? I heard oh, dude! Be... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. How do you? How do you? Well, how's the
1: guest I, pee? I almost okay. just go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And so? Take take a couple okay. minutes. Yeah, I could literally stop it if I wanted to. I've never stopped it though. I uh, just it yeah, just keep it going. Yeah, take your time, brother. So yeah, that's Rami Daoud, my, the man. Um. Man, yeah, we went over everything. I'm going to use the washroom. To be honest, I keep kind of beating around the question in a way because, like I mentioned before, I watch documentaries and I try to do this and that and try to learn a little bit. And people always talk about the issue and they never, like, focus on how to solve the issue. And I guess I'm a little bit more... I don't know. I mean, not free to say this now, but I don't know. Like, it's kind of like at a stalemate in a way. And I'm trying to, like, literally sit here and think of all these third options real quick. Like, how to literally fix Palestine right now. Well, not, you know, not you know what I mean. You know, I, I would never speak, like, rudely. But I, um, yeah, I just don't know. I'm going to have him come back in here. And just uh, kind of wrap up what we can do, where we can go to bring some um, people, some more eyes to the page or what have you. I know that there was, I wrote down a bunch of what's it called, like websites and stuff. Um, one of the biggest parts, uh, it's like a, this is a really good part for me because like you kind of feel not stupid, but, like, you kind of feel silly on the, what you're supposed to say right here. But it doesn't really matter. I can tell you what's going on with me. Um, What am I doing the rest of the day? It's kind of cold out today. I'm going to go home, do some laundry. No one cares about that crap. Maybe, yeah, I'm not going to pause it and restart it because I've never done that. <coughs> but besides that, um, man, what do I got coming up for the next week for the show? I have another guest coming and I got two more guests lined up. I have a guest, Darren Steen. He is a fitness guru. He's like fifty years old. He's shredded. He looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's gonna come in and we're gonna talk about fasting and things like that. Um, I've been fasting for a few weeks now. Well maybe like a month now. I kinda like I do it very on and off. Like every other day I fast because I do this dialysis stuff, so I don't do it on that day usually but it's been pretty cool. I mean, I lost some weight. I feel pretty good. I feel really good in the morning. It took a long time for me to not eat breakfast. Like, did I eat breakfast today? No. No. I can't wait to eat food after this probably. Um, But, yeah, I've been doing the fasting thing for, like, maybe a month. It's been beneficial. So I'm going to have him in, talk about the benefits of that, which I'm pretty excited about. I learned about it about a month ago, but we had to reschedule and then I have um, another local business guru, Gary Bryden, the owner of Safer Wholesale. Uh, Safer Wholesale is like a pretty cool online wholesale company that will sell you like ATVs. And basically, it's just like an online wholesale company that's been going on for like 18 years. So we'll figure out how that came to be and things like that. i the fuck is fucking slamming doors out there. Man, it's, that flag looks pretty cool, though. What's that? That flag, the American flag. It's busting in the wind it's there. It's patriotic. Yeah, it's pretty patriotic. It gets ripped up every now and then. But uh, <clears throat> what I was saying is, mm-hmm. where can we, uh, like, is there, I went to, like, wrote down a bunch of websites. You can't find the page. It doesn't matter. I'm sure you'll know. Like, I know it's like freepalestine.org is a good one, and then eyesonpalestine.com is a good one. Ooh,
0: that's a good, I so if, uh, I know people, like, inst- Instagram is really... Yeah, with yeah, their, or any pages, some, like, uh,
1: any... Or, I mean, while I have the chance, I think it, it's your page on Instagram is Rami the Giant. Yes. Is it your last name as well?
0: It is... If you search... Yeah, it's Rami Dawood will be in my profile. Okay. But my at is Rami the Giant. Okay, Rami so the Giant, that's anything.
1: simple, then. And and then, yeah.
0: R-A-M-Y, the Giant.
1: Yeah, the Giant, perfect. And then I think he's putting someone in a leg lock on the picture, so <laughs> that's him.
0: Man, my LTE is super shitty in this area for some reason. So I'm trying to find. Oh, is it? Um,
2: yeah.
1: But yeah, because like I, no I said, I want to. I we might not be able. I mean, I well, I'll ask you. I mean, what 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 is an ideal situation? I mean, if you know, I mean, would I would it be safe to assume that? Israel, just get the fuck out. I mean, you know, like I don't I mean, because obviously I don't want to say obviously that's might not be like a serious option or like, you know, perfectly God given, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not one to tell people. I don't know.
0: I think because when I when I explain what I think the answer is, I try to always tie it in with other historical examples. So people don't think that this is just a special uh, case for Palestine. Sure. That I think, again, so I'll use Algeria, South Africa. Right. Think about the Congo from Belgium, like right. Belgium occupied Congo, right, and committed right. A massacre. King Leopold in Belgium killed 10 million people from the Congo massacre. The, one of the worst genocides in history, and most people don't even know. When I say King Leopold, they've probably never heard that. Right. If I ask about the genocide in the Congo, I bet you most people will never have heard of it. Ten not. million people were killed, so Belgium no longer controls the Congo. With Algeria, France colonized Algeria for hundreds of years, did horrible atrocities to its people. Algeria fought a war in which they lost, I believe, over a million people. But they drove France out of there, now Algeria is run by Algerians. So Palestine has to be a case like that, where the indigenous people, the native population, will, through political action, through... Physical resistance through many different methods, right? Through boycotts, economic boycotts like BDS, right? We're going to attack from every angle we can right? to dismantle Zionism because it's a violent way of thinking. It's a violent racist philosophy that needs to be stopped. And then after Zionism is dismantled, whoever wants to live in a free and liberated Palestine can live there. So it's not like, again, it's not like, oh, only the... You know indigenous Arabs who have been there for so many years can live there. No, we again, there was people from European descent, people of African descent, people We have people from all over the world. they're free to live there to practice their religion because it's important to them spiritually. We understand that Palestinians right. are welcoming, right? We just don't want any Zionist entity there because that will never allow for peace in the region because that's the one group that came in and said. I don't want to live peacefully. I want to control this and I say what goes and I tell you where you can travel and I'm going to put up walls and I'm going to put up checkpoints and I'm going to put in a military to watch you and I'm going to, that's not going to work. No one wants to live like that. Yeah, who would? You don't want to live like that. No one would. If we travel now, there's a checkpoint. Right. So for you to get from uh, where we're at now, New Lenox to Plainfield would take, Three hours, six hours, some days. Some days you'd go and not be able to go, so you come back. Imagine your parents, so we're in New Lenox. Your parents live in Plainfield, and you could only see them a few times a year because it's that hard to get through the checkpoints. The soldier could be in a bad mood that day and just be like, no, sorry, you're not getting through here. He doesn't have to explain shit to you. You have no rights because you're occupied people. That's what it's like. No one wants to live like that. So that's why I'm trying to explain that the zionist entity has to be removed from palestine in order for everyone palestinian christians palestine's one of the oldest christian communities some of the oldest churches in the world christianity again bethlehem jesus was born in (laughs) palestine like i don't know how else i could put jesus was palestinian like it's so important for palestinian christians for zionism not to be in charge right because they bomb churches too they don't just target muslims Palestinian Christians are in jail for no reason. Palestinian Christian men are rounded up for no reason. Palestinian Christian women are harassed and assaulted by IDF soldiers. Like, that's what I'm saying. You cannot have one group who wants to dominate and oppress, especially violently, other groups. Right. That's why Zionism cannot exist in Palestine. That has to be removed. That philosophy, the the people who support it, the people, the army who who pushes these, these you know, These bullshit rules and laws on the indigenous people, that's what needs to be removed. That's it. How do we do that? Again, many different ways. Physical resistance, economic boycotts, boycotting Israeli companies, cultural boycotts. Artists should not go to Israel and perform. They should use their power and their privilege and their right and their leverage and say, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there until this state is dismantled, until the military occupation is over, until Everyone who lives there is a free and liberated person, right? Like, would you go and perform for Nazi Germany? Right, right. Why would you perform for a country who's committing genocide against the indigenous population? Like, Mm -hmm. there's an active genocide going on now that we can stop as human beings. We could all join together and say, no, we're not going to allow a group to be ethnically cleansed. We're not going to allow people to be killed based on their race or religion, right? And it's so ironic that people who underwent such a horrible tragedy in the holocaust right the same people who suffered that can turn and go and oppress and hurt
1: others right? a lot of times it's a, it's a that's a thing i learned about the jewish people is that they took on a lot of traits of what happened to them a lot of, a lot of people that's a human thing a lot of trauma mm-hmm. a lot of trauma that's They'll a human just, thing it's, it's it's like a fucked up mechanism
0: when freed uh when freed uh, enslaved africans were f- sent to liberia remember they created liberia so that formerly enslaved people could have their own country that's why liberia was created and a lot of the formerly enslaved people went to liberia and began enslaving the indigenous people there it's they don't like, know any better because it's trauma right like right. people who their parents abuse them physically sometimes yep. they'll physically abuse their kids yeah, right it's fucking crazy that's that's how we are so i don't think it's all oh, it's all oh, these uh jewish people do this are evil or but no. And I want to take a quick second, too. Is
1: we I love Jews. You know what I mean? It's not Jewish people. Of course. Yeah. It's Zionists. It That's get, you why we know, say no, that. No, no, I know we, we touched on that, too. Mm-hmm. But just to go ahead and get one step over, you know, because people feel like also— Oh, if you social- even
0: say you support Palestine, people will say you want the destruction of—you are uh, no better than this, and you are, are a genocide, and you don't care about Jewish people. These are just tactics that Zionists—and the funny thing is, Matt, you don't even have to explain you love—it's apparent— In your defense of Palestinians, that you love people and you will fight for oppressed people. So right now, it's Palestinians that are being oppressed and you're on their side. You're not on their side because one side is this religion and one size that religion. No, yeah. No one cares what religion they're really no, kind like of really, the indigenous yeah. Americans here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Were, yeah. Like, oh, no, we're like,
0: oh these fucking Christians, but no, they were like, whoever's gonna come here and take my shit yeah. and kick me out of my house and sure, kill me. Sure. I don't like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. it it's says never nothing like to do with...
1: these goddamn Catholics are coming. No, they don't care about yeah, that. No, it's like, and like these guys are taking my job. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: they they don't care. So <laughs> no one who is against no one who supports Palestine can be against Jewish people. And the reason is if you're for the liberation of Palestinians, you cannot be for the oppression of Jewish people. No one is free right. until everyone is free. Yeah. We can't say, oh, pa- thank God, Palestinians are good, but now the Jewish people in Palestine are being op- oppressed and being hurt. and being. No, that's not the goal. The goal is not revenge. The goal is liberation, right? Because right? then revenge creates like a cycle, right? A system that doesn't stop. The goal is liberation. So that's what we want as Palestinians. And again, Palestine, Palestine is one of the oldest Jewish communities in the world. Palestine, my grandfather spoke Hebrew. Nice. Like it's ridiculous to say Palestinians hate Jewish people because there are Palestinians who are Jewish. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird sentiment, and that's done by Zionists. And the funny thing is most Zionists are secular, meaning they're not very religious. They don't actually truly believe in Judaism. They don't truly believe in the Torah. Sure. And some of the most religious Jewish people, like Orthodox Jewish people, Right are so anti-Zionist that they burn Israeli flags and protest. Really? I'm talking about the guys that look like oh, yeah, Madis like, Yahu and have the, yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, get up. Good and example, Madis They Siyahu. will hold Israeli flags and burn them and hold up the Palestinian flag and say we want Palestine to be returned to the Palestinians. And they are true believers of right. Judaism. And they say their religion dictates that they cannot oppress and hurt another group of people. It goes against judaism
1: it's the same thing as i hate to use this well i mean it is these but it's the same way as people miss uh use the torah or the quran and you know anything like there's like the one klux
0: Klan believes they are good devout christians they believe that yeah right yeah, yeah. it's all silly you yeah. will always have people interpretation is insane mm-hmm. and your perspective
1: or whatever right
0: right i you might get a knife and carve a desk out of it, somebody else will take a knife and throw it at the next person. Sure. Right? It's all about your yeah. intention, who you
1: are, right? So, that, you know, I'm glad we're bringing, like, I'm obviously super glad we had this conversation and bringing light to this subject. Is that like, for anyone that's listening, like, I would, I'd hate to say the simple steps, but like, what someone can do to, you know, if they're passionate about this, I'm sure they will be to like, help the cause or bring enlightenment to the subject. Is there any certain steps that, can or should be done that is you know obviously trying to like expose not expose i hate to say that because it seems like it's kind of like a bad or either way you know know to talk about zionism but Mm -hmm. you know if there is any other you know thing else please explain
0: sure so um what there's this one lecture done by a prominent zionist and she said in occupied palestine also what they call Israel, Um, every citizen is forced to be in the military. So what they want is for the people, like let's say Zionists in America, since you are not going to join the Israeli military and fight, Mm -hmm. you need to be, literally they will say, you need to be online fighting. You need to be arguing. You need to be like spreading basically propaganda. Israel spends billions of dollars a year they have, like, I'm telling you, look this up. Anyone who's inter- look up Israel and social media. Look up Israel and the H- Hasbara, H-A-S-B-A-R-A. Look that word up. One more time? Hasbara, uh-huh. or Hasbara, H-A-S-B-A-R-A. This is the Israeli movement to spread misinformation on Twitter, Facebook, on Twitter. If you talk about Palestine, you will be... Replied to by 20 accounts of faceless nice. troll accounts that are automated. Oh, and they spew these same talking points. Sometimes they're real people. I can't wait Sometimes to put this on algorithm now. and set up. It's, it's wild. We will see. So they put so much time and energy into fighting Palestinian activists online because I they know how that. important the perception is. Because yeah. the perception... Because that's what it is. That's Most it. people don't know. They don't know. The perception that Israel is a good and fair <coughs> place that's there after World War II to protect Jewish people and give yeah. them a safe place to live. Which is almost... The perception is yeah. very important to them. Yeah. So when we spread the truth, which is Jewish people have always been welcome in right. Palestine. Yeah. Jewish people have always been safe in Palestine. Yeah. In World War II, actually, Jewish people came in boats... To Palestine before Israel was created, right? Um, or before you know the state declared independence in 1948, and Palestinians were like, "Yeah, come on in." Right, right. Synagogues were built, newspapers were started to be written in Hebrew. Like they accommodated for them. Right. Whereas some people came fleeing the Holocaust to the U.S. and the U.S. would turn that boat right back around to Germany, and say, "You're not our. We don't want to help you." Really? And a lot of these people will end up killed in the Holocaust. Yes. This is historical fact that the U.S. turned away boats of Jewish refugees who came here for asylum in World War II, and we turned away boats. Look, I challenge anyone. This is this is clear. This isn't like a conspiracy. No, yeah, it's just you can tell when people talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, This is basic. We turned away boats. They ended up, people went back, and a lot of them were killed in in, uh, camps. Palestine took Jewish people in. So imagine we did the opposite of other countries, like no, come on in. Yeah, we got you. That's the history of Palestine. No one in Palestine hates any group of people because, like I said, the liberation of all people depends on the liberation of all people. Right. Palestinian people are not free if Jewish people are being oppressed. Right. You see what I'm saying? Of course. So you cannot have liberation for all when one group is oppressed. Right. Like That's why it's so important that everyone be able to live in a free and liberated Palestine without without a military occupation, without a... So this is very, very... Uh, this is very important. And I got so far in, I forgot what the original uh, The question, question
1: was. was, for the regular listener, and don't oh, worry about can do? it. what could they do? What could they do? Yes. Are the steps they can take for, like, you know, to help out.
0: Ta- learn as much as you can about Palestine. Listen to Palestinians. Learn about what happened to Palestinians during the Nekba, uh the catastrophe. Read their stories. Listen to their stories. People like my father, who directly told me what happened to him in 1967 this is when you look at journalism or history the closest thing you could get is a source someone who experienced it right? Right, right when somebody is robbed the news station will go to the clerk and who was robbed not the manager not the security you were robbed by at gunpoint okay we need to talk to you cuz right. you are the most reliable source sure so palestinians are the most reliable source when it comes give to palestine give the
1: palestinians a voice give yes
0: uplift their voices empower and you know they're already powerful but give them more of a platform Emboldened use your them. platform and help spread what's going on awareness is so important. artists key everything palestinian poets musicians you know athletes whatever or people speaking out for palestine and become one of them yeah because when we speak as palestinians people say oh well you're biased when some random person from Minnesota speaks, i mean yeah i mean yeah when these people are like, okay well you know maybe he's right because he's not a part of this and he still feels strongly oh let right, me learn right. more about this right that's a responsibility when we have any sort of you know uh advantage like that we have to use it to oppress oh, yeah. people's interests right oh, yeah Yeah. so that's the number one thing is learn as much as you can learn from palestinians who have experienced these horrible atrocities uh read the books the many incredible books by palestinians can you tell Re- us
1: like, like do you have a couple favorite Hassan,
0: Hassan kanafani is my favorite um he's an amazing amazing Author, read his story. Asan he, Kanifani? Hassan Kanafani? Hassan Kanafani. Hassan. Yeah, Hassan. Hassan. It's like a sound. One it's more time, remember. sorry. <laughs> Hassan, <laughs> Hassan Kanafani. He is an amazing writer. What's
1: the noise, though? Not noise. Rah?
0: Rah. <coughs> it's like a G sound. It's a rah. So it's not so deep. It's not like a kh sound. It's a rah. Rah. Uh-huh. There you go. Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it takes it takes. Uh, his name Rasan. You're saying you're saying his name Rasan. Yeah, hit, hit, look up Rasan on YouTube. Check, check out a man in the sun by Rasan Kanafani. Uh, yeah, the, just elevate Palestinian voices. Learn as much as you can. and Speak out about it when things are happening. Talk to people. Talk to your family. Have uncomfortable conversations. You know, let people know when you see somebody spreading misinformation. Challenge them. That's it. You just need to be vocal. Right, support BDS, learn what companies are directly supporting the occupation in Palestine Mm -hmm. and boycott those companies. Don't give them any of your money, message them, email them, tell them the reason you're not doing business with them any longer.
1: I love that idea. And also, in the same breath, do you know of any Palestinian companies that people could like actively go out and support?
0: Oh, that's a great question. So, if you're in the Chicagoland area, which you know, I'm guessing a lot of your listeners are, sure. there's an area. One called, person in Germany. There you go. Uh, even German guy or German uh, person. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate Come to Bridgeview, Illinois, and there's an area called Little Palestine. Really? And there you will find no Palestinian crap. restaurants. Really? Dessert nice. shops. Cool. It's amazing. I love desserts. The signs are in Arabic. <laughs> it's really cool. All sorts of great restaurants. Like when my family wants great traditional food, that's the area we go to. Uh, just make grocery stores with Palestinian products. Go there and directly support Palestinian business cool. if Bridge, you can. Nice, yeah, Bridgeport, Bridge, Bridgeview, Illinois, okay, Bridgeview, Illinois, yeah, Little Palestine. Nice. amazing restaurants. Check out El Nil restaurant and check out. Uh, oh, they're gonna kill me! The biggest restaurant there. Anyways, check out Bridgeview and Little, uh, which is Little Palestine, and support Palestinian business. You you won't regret it. Amazing yeah. food, amazing community, amazing local businesses. Put money in their pocket. Find out which companies are directly supporting apartheid. Uh, in Palestine and, and, you know, boycott them. Don't buy their stuff. Tell people not to buy their stuff. You know, do the most you can. If people don't listen, okay, you can't force anyone to do, do your part. something. But do your part. At least control Be what you do. Be true to yourself do. and do your part. That's it. You, right now you could either support genocide or you can fight for the people who are undergoing the genocide. That's it. There's no, like, oh, I'm neutral. Right. Neutrality supports the oppressor. Right, right. When you're neutral, if I go see a big guy beating up a little kid, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm just gonna watch. It has nothing to right, do with right, me. Right. I'm helping the big guy beating beat up that kid." Right, right. So when you're neutral, that means you are helping the oppressor. Right. Desmond Tutu said that really famous quote: uh, "Neutrality means you're on the side of the oppressor." Yeah. So true. we can't be on the side of the oppressor. Right. We want to be on the side of the oppressed and do anything we can to help, to help advocate for them, to fight for them. And whatever that means to you, whatever the most you can do is, do that. Because we need it. We really do. Okay. And Palestine is going to be liberated until the whole world is fighting for Palestinian liberation.
1: Awesome. Well, there's there's, there's that. And obviously hit up Phoenix Sports Empire. Come That's, to the Phoenix Sports Empire. If yeah, you're looking come for on a by. safe,
0: positive, inclusive gym that welcomes all people, no matter your... Body type, no matter where you're from, no matter your athletic ability, no matter your background. What about how cool if
1: you're? What if you're just like really cool? If you're
0: really cool, you know, we might we might want you to be part of the team. Cool, yeah. So Matt, you're you're (laughs) in. <laughs> Close one. Check it out, Phoenix <laughs> Sports it. Empire on Instagram.
1: And then w- that's in Naperville. Naperville,
0: and we have a program in Lyle as I well. I thought that. I thought yeah.
1: that. And do you have like a? Do you have a website too?
0: PhoenixSportsEmpire.com That's what I thought. And on Instagram, we're Phoenix Sports Empire. We have a really cool page. We're yeah, always actually updating. the website's
1: nice. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's
0: shout out to Asha Andreana. That's my partner. Um, she made an amazing website yeah. for me. She really, really nice, helped actually. my business so much. I'll yeah, try shout my out best to do this.
1: She, she has like a really cool, like transparent page thing on the front. Uh-huh. If you scan over it, I was trying my best to get it. The name with your picture, but it was just, it was too hard. It was oh, cool though. I but see. either way, hit them up on all the active social medias, Rami, the giant, and then hit up Phoenix sports empire. And then besides that, obviously, Hey, can you hit me with, uh, teach me how to say this one time, uh, mm-hmm. in Arabic, I'll praise to God. Alhamdulillah.
0: So Alhamdulillah is like, yeah, thank God. I like that one. And you know, I want to, oh man, this is so great before we end. All Arabs say things like Alhamdulillah and Allahu Akbar, right? Which we associate with like, oh, Arabs, before they blow something, they'll say, Allahu Akbar just means God is great. Guess what? Arab Jews say it. Arab Christians say it. It just... Allah is just the Arabic word for God. God yeah. It's not the Muslim God. It's not something right. ooh, like Orientalist and stuff. Read Orientalism by Edward Said. Allah just means God in Arabic. That's it. And Jewish, if you, say Allah, if you say
1: Allah enough times, your head will naturally go back to the sky.
0: Oh, is, that, is that true? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. I learned so, something. So it's a weird, I heard that okay. in like the spiritual
1: teaching. That's, there we and go. It's a reason why they go like, ah. Uh, like if you like, hmm. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Okay. Uh, it's like a weird. Wow. Know, yeah.
0: very interesting yeah a See, I, cool I came people here to yeah no
1: thank you but uh oh,
0: alhamdulillah al-, al here's the hard part hamdu it's not kh or deep so a lot of people think Arabic sounds like Hebrew Hebrew is very much like
1: yeah Arabic is very much like yeah and true and true it's true. a little
0: bit softer so what so is the first one L L A L, and then it's hamdu like a hard h sound a m d u Hamdu. Lillah. Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah.
0: That was good. That was good. Alhamdulillah. That was good. Well. You did really good, man. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Actually, you just converted to Islam. There we way. go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, <just> tr- <laughs> I Welcome. Welcome to the team. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. Appreciate that. And then, Anytime. Uh, and thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, thank cool. Thank you so much. I Free, Palestine. Free Palestine.
0: Free Palestine.